Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there and welcome to Tell Me Your Tales. This week's podcast conversation is with Benny Walker. Benny has been a previous guest on the show back in episode number seven. So if you haven't caught that episode, I definitely recommend going back and checking out episode number seven because that kind of goes into all the, uh, I guess, all the surface kind of stuff of Benny Walker, his upbringing, his um, progression in music, his kind of views on life and stuff. So I definitely recommend checking out that episode before you listen to this two-hour conversation with Benny this week. New music at the start of the podcast, that is Benny's new track, Ghost, which is going to be released the day after this podcast goes out. So really appreciate the fact that he's given us permission to use that at the opening. And um, if you check at the end as well, the whole song is played in full. So I definitely recommend listening to the whole song in full there. All Benny's details... Uh, at the end of the podcast so you can hit him up on social media if you like that track this was a good conversation two hours we talked about everything that's the beauty of podcasting format you can go all over the place and um yeah really just do what we want kind of thing uh, a few swear words in there so if you've got little kids around in the car or whatever you might want to uh turn it down and pick another time to listen to it enjoy this conversation with benny walker and yeah i would love to hear your thoughts on the new track hit hit me up hit him up whatever you can sort that out cheers guys enjoy Again, Benny Walker, welcome back to Tell Me Your Tales. The world famous Tell Me Your Tales. <laughs> a bit's changed since the last time you were here, though. 
Has, mate. You've taken off. No. And I'm actually honoured to be back, so I'm uh, feeling honoured to be back. I didn't mean it like that. I meant, I meant in our relationship. I hardly knew you the last time you sat in my kitchen, and now you're... You're pacing me in 5Kers and I'm pacing you in park run. And it's, yeah. um yeah, I know a lot more about you now, which was harder for me to prepare because I was like, it's not just the not just the surface stuff in this you one. We can, we can go, go a Google. bit deeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I think we've become pretty good mates. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, that's good. I'll accept that, mate. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Could have been an awkward start. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember when you left last time though, when Carly came home from work, I was like, hey, "That guy's all right." I could see myself being friends with him, and it's um, yeah, it's good that it's developed. It's I mean, funny how the I world was works. Here like five times a day since, just to make sure we're still friends. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But you've changed a bit too. Yeah, I think so. Um, hopefully for the better. Mm. <laughs> I've been, uh, uh, besides uh, working on this new record, I've been doing heaps more running so, as. As you said, so um, which I've enjoyed. Um, I've backed right off the weights actually, and just trying to get the frame size down. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So no more gym. Yeah, just for now. Like I'm trying to, like I said, get my frame size down. Just um, you know, I was last time we spoke. I think I was like 97 kilos, yeah. and now I'm at like 91 or something like that. Um, hey, which right. is good. I'd like to get under ninety, definitely, just for running sake. And you know, it feels I feel way more mobile too at, at this weight and, and lower. So um, yeah, that's the changes for me, mate. And as far as yourself, you've just gone from strength to strength with the <laughs> podcast. And yeah, yeah, life's good at the moment. I want to touch on that a bit later on. But where's that? Where'd that motivation come from? Because, you know, when we spoke last time, people have to listen back. There's no good just listening to this episode of you. They should really go back and listen to the first one. But you'd just read, read Born to Run. Yeah. You were kind of a bit interested mm. in the running scene and things like that. But now I was talking to Faz about it this morning, actually, just how into it you are. And I was yeah. almost saying how it's a dangerous situation when you're, <laughs> when you're so into it and you're so motivated not yeah. to hurt yourself. Yeah, not to overdo it. Yeah. Which, you know, me with just about everything um, – I have to be careful like that. Yeah. Like I am, if I'm into something, I just jump into it like head first and with a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, with running, obviously, there's lots of risk for injury, and um, you know, I'm like I said, I'm, I was pretty heavy. Um, like my frame was pretty large, so I had to be careful. I wasn't gonna like, do my Achilles or knee or something like that. Which early on, I think yeah. I was talking to you. Um, I had a little niggle with my Achilles. Um, and it had to be just smart. Like I still wanted to get out and run. I was like, I just had to pull it back. It was like, there's no point going and busting myself up when I'm only running like at the time, like maybe a 22 minute, like not even maybe 22 minute 5k or something like that. And, yeah. you know, getting all cut up because I couldn't get out and do a long, like a workout or something like that. So. Yeah. There was some Monday nights down there at the scenic where you were blowing pretty hard and, you know, yeah. carrying a few extra KGs around, yeah. but now you'd go that pace at ease. But what is it? I think I started maybe that question then went mm. a bit off track, but what, what appeals to you about the running stuff? Oh, shit. What, what appeals? What is it that appeals to anyone about running? I don't know. It's, um, there's probably several things that draw me to it. Um, the buzz is yeah. not, is one that everyone I think can as enjoy. in like the runners high endorphin yeah. sort of stuff yeah yeah so the endorphin rush you know it's always even a shit run is feels good afterwards like well, it's did, better than no yeah, run yeah I did a thirty minute easy run yesterday and I felt so fucking heavy but 
you know, uh, I went out and did 30 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, you, you, because it was tough to, like, the next time I go out for 30 minute run, I'm gonna, you know, you kind of just trot along. And I had, a, you know, I, I, was, I had my biggest week ever last week, which it, by your standards is, is uh, a lot, very, very light week, but I did 51K or something last uh, week. Yeah, good, good, good. It's yeah, all about it was, progression, though, and it's all relative. Yeah. Like, people say that. You know, oh, yeah, feel bad telling me they've had a big week because they've done 50Ks, but yeah. I get that. Like, it's, just, yeah, it's a part of, it's a whole different world for different people. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I was, I was feeling a bit heavy, but yeah, like, so other things that draw me to it is, uh, oh, I can walk out my front door and start. Hmm. I don't have to get in the car and go anywhere. And you rarely to do. exercise. Like, you're always, like, a lot of your runs on Strava are yeah, straight out the back track. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone wants to know how I live. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can put a thing on Strava, actually. Uh, yeah, you've yeah, got to no, do that. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear about people's shoes getting stolen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in Strava, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's that. Like I said, I, I like um, the fact that it is bringing my frame size down. I've always been, like, pretty solid. Mm. Um, and I did a lot of weights for a lot of years and I kind of just got over being that size for mm. one reason or another because when you stop, it's you're like if you put on a bit of body weight, it's like body fat, you look much bigger mm. <laughs> because you're already, you're already quite big front, as it yeah. is. Um, and now, yeah, I don't know, just uh, that, uh, I feel really good all the time. Like, yeah. you know, outside of the running, I wake up in the morning and... I'm so away thinking about running because you wake up and you go, how are my legs feeling today? And you stand up, your feet might be a little bit stiff and sore or whatever, and your ankles go crack, 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 and walk up the hallway going, all right, I feel yesterday's run. What's on the menu for today? Yeah. Or, you know, well, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you just like twist your ankle, you're like, yeah, no, I'm your Achilles. Yeah. It's still tight. It hasn't healed itself overnight. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, woke up at like two this morning and I was... Um, for some reason in my head had been going through five minutes like the splits of a five, <laughs> 5k run and I don't know why like it's got me bad at the moment and so I went from like the 5k training into 10k and um, I'm enjoying that you know doing a few more k's and um, the short and sharp really short and sharp stuff was probably the stuff was getting the better of my could have got better on my body, I think, early yeah. on. So I think you actually said to me, why don't I go 10K training? Because, you know, yeah. it's a bit Speed long. kills. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah well, that, that's it. So, and once I kind of did my first ever long run and ran for over an hour and whatever, I can't remember how long exactly, but I ran like 13K and I was like, oh, all right. So fast that 10K thing and now I'm like, oh, if I ran for a bit longer, I'd be like pushing towards the half marathon kind of... <laughs> Uh, distance so now yeah I think next year I'd probably like to do a half marathon yeah I heard yeah. a whisper at um when I, well, I wasn't at Fit Mob but someone <laughs> was at Fit Mob and Johnny from Fit Mob asked uh Asked this person about, oh, do you reckon Benny would be up to doing a half marathon? So obviously you've started planting that seed in yeah, different, right. in a few different corners around the world, all around the Chukamoma. Oh, I think I've probably mentioned it to two people. It's, <laughs> yeah, a, small, it's, it's a small town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benny Walker's now a runner. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coming for you, Brady. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you do those longer runs where you're not doing speed stuff and you're just out there in the bush, do you find it's like a bit of a state of flow or a meditative kind of state and kind of a bit... I don't know, like I know the track that you run on all the time. It's yeah. quite spiritual almost, like especially the canola there at the moment. Yeah. Like it's yeah. the sun, like you go there in the morning, the sun rises over that paddock with the mm. canola there and you're on this single little trail. It's yeah. quite 
Um, you know, I don't think it matters if you run at seven minute K pace or three minute K pace. I think you'd all get the similar kick going through there. Yeah, I definitely do my um, my my easy or my longer runs out there just because it's so beautiful. Mm. Like, um, I generally go out and um, we. It's easy for me to explain it to you, but for anyone that does know where it is, um, it's a, there's a dirt road. But if you cross over the train tracks as well, mm. there or either side of the train tracks, there's dirt like mm. little trails mm. amongst the trees. So I run on them generally with my dog on the long and easy ones, and um, yeah, and I grew up here, but I'm still running down roads that either I hadn't been around down since I was a little kid, or I haven't been down at all. So that was pretty cool too. The first couple of times I went out there, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is here, and. Mm. Then, or, or I might come out in a road and run past like, my uncle's house and I didn't realise that's where I'd run to and it was just really, yeah, it was pretty strange but... Um, just appeared. Yeah, it's just, it's uh, like you said, it's meditative because it's hard to think of anything else or or you can think of everything if you really... It's one of those things I can kind of just go along and just go, right, I'm going to hold myself to 4.45 or like pull myself, like kind of pull myself back a bit and not put too much stress on the body. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah kind of just thinking about feel, just listening to my body and feel the rhythm and go okay this is comfortable and this like I might go along for a while without looking at my watch and go oh, let's see if I can sort of you know I might see if I'm tune yeah into yeah. tune into that 445 or that even if it's five minutes on a, slack, on a recovery run or whatever like I did that today I um, probably want to get into that session a bit but um, <laughs> I, my jog home I just thought well, I, know, I knew it was pretty much exactly 2k to my house from where I was so I just hit start and I thought, I'm just going to take along here. I'm, I want to, I want to recovery jog. I want to do five minutes on a beep. And I looked down and pressed up and it was 10.01. So yeah. I pretty much nailed the... That's a good sign. It's, it's, it's a yeah. nice feeling too. Like you, you feel like you're getting to know your body, body. better. And um, look, I'm real early on in it. And I like, you know, I, I feel like it's something I can do for a lot for a long time too. Mm. the running world and I don't want to make this whole podcast with you about running That's because right. I, but oh, I've got well. I'm interested though because um, yes I've been in the running world for 10 years so I know what it's like going down on a Monday night with Sansy or um, running on these trails every day of the week kind of thing but for yeah. someone who's lived in a Chukamoa the majority of their life and yeah. these trails have always been there do you think it's kind of opened up another a world for you? Like, I'm sure 12 months ago you never heard of parkrun. No. You know, you kind of, you know, the culture of parkrun, the culture of kind of going down on a Monday night and running people, the culture of, you know, going out to the industrial estate and even, you know, yeah. even kind of doing training out there and kind of that focused. Is it, what's it like, I guess? I guess my question is, what's it like from someone who's just entered that yeah. world? Because for me it's yeah, not new anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it. just my world. Yeah. So... First impressions and kind of was it hard and yeah. Um, like I said, I hadn't heard of parkrun. I was just like, I wanted, you know, I wanted to do the sub sub twenty five k. Like yeah. I knew that was, I knew early on because I, I I've always been reasonably fit. Yeah. Well, most of my was definitely periods. So I haven't been, but you know, I knew it was within reach. Um, with if I put a bit of work in mm. and um. Like I said before, like once I get an interest in something, I kind of go at it. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I knew I could close in on that fairly quickly, even with a bit of touring and some trips away. But um, it's cool. Like it's it, like you said, it's a whole other world. It's like there's all these local people that um, I hadn't met. I go to the Monday night where you guys do the the Jono's run, uh, get together for the fundraiser and. I didn't partake in that because I was, you know, playing that, I, week, I was yeah. playing that weekend. But 
it's kind of nice to go down the social aspect. On top of that, there'd be a few guys every now and then would be keen to actually maybe put in a bit extra. Like I've done a couple yeah. of reps down there and stuff, which is fun with some guys that are kind of a similar pace or fitness to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, and it's in, you know it's inspiring to watch someone like yourself go about it too. Like as we've mm. become mates, like obviously being able to. Uh, observe your training fairly like closely. Held my training with yeah, yeah. jumped on yeah jumped on the pushy and um, almost blew your uh, fifth, your five, uh, your five k. <laughs> no, you, you got wind. me that. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Did you hear that? I, I spoke about that I with did. the boys. I'm just I, like Benny's out of his seat. I'm like panicking. Yeah. I'm like this is good. I actually listened to that this morning, <laughs> <laughs> so I had yeah. to pick that up. But um, it's, it's it's yeah, it's interesting to watch. You know, I know what it feels like. On a good day, me running at like four minute pace, or like when I ran that four minute pace, and then, and how much effort it takes me to do that, but then to see other people, like even like Sansy, he's obviously super fit, mm. and seeing some of these guys' times, and yourself like running these incredible times and distances as well, and the huge amounts you put in, it's just yeah, I, I get inspired by that. I think with almost everything in life, when it comes to, um any interest or any hobby or any uh, line of work or competition, whatever it may be, you can look at someone who's further advanced or, for lack of a better word, better than you, and you can either be, it can either crush you or inspire you. And I, you know, I find that most of the time I'll be inspired by people that are really good in their field. Mm. And I really like, and I'm drawn to people like that too. You know, I've got friends that have done some amazing things in their own careers and, um, yeah, it's really inspiring to watch. And it just makes me, uh, you know, go and do those extra things. If I'm out, like, you know, you're talking about, I think it was last week or the week before we had that shitty week of windy weather mm. and some rain. And I was like, as much as it's, for me it's still a hobby and it's just an mm. enjoyment, I was like, well, I know I'm supposed to do a 30-minute run today and it was pissing down rain. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to get yeah. to it. But Skin's like, waterproof. Know, I'm like, out, yeah. yeah, I'm out there doing it. There might be someone else that's not at home doing it. Like, I'm pretty competitive too, admittedly. But, yeah, it's like, I feel like if I go out and do it, someone that I would probably compare myself to or be on, you know, I might have just got that edge. Yeah. So, like, that's it. I've grown up playing a lot of sport, and that's probably how I think. for one that, I get know. that. And I wanted to talk about kind of ego and that competitiveness mm-hmm. because yeah. when you do what you do, like create music yeah. and songwriter and get on stage and... Mm-hmm. Is there any of that there? Like you're competitive in yourself about you want to put on the best performance. But I'm guessing, I don't, I don't know when you finished playing footy and stuff, but would there have been five or you know so years where you didn't tap into competitiveness, like dig deep kind of bit of mongrel about you? Um, yeah, I tried to probably distance myself as much. Because I, when I played footy, I was, I was found... I think people who play against me once I do. I found myself was fairly aggressive or fairly. I like to think I was fairly aggressive footballer, and in football that's obviously can be a really positive thing. But I, but I was finding that at times it was it would flow off the field for me, and it took like I left. I stopped playing footy for a couple of years um, pretty early on, like eighteen or nineteen, for a couple of years, and it really just chilled me out. Actually, sort of changing myself. <laughs> And then when I went back and played footy, I was just a bit more mindful of it. I, I, I've probably learned to harness it more then, just played for a couple of years. But as far as the music thing goes, I find I've just got to be mindful of 
we all have an ego, and you, mm. as much as people try to deny it or get or uh, quash it or whatever it is, Becca Tolly kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you need it. It's a survival do, yeah. thing, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, and for what I do, I think I find myself someone who emotionally can be quite sensitive to different situations for a number of reasons. But I think that's ego coming into play. Well, that's ego coming into play in different ways. You know, you might get hurt by something because, uh, because you know, well, I did it hurt you or you took a hit one way or another. But then that might get me into a space um, that's, you know, I might be rolling away in my, you know, in my own booth or whatever. And mm. in that moment, I might find something and, and be able to create, write a song, whatever it may be. And then there's the whole thing while I'm creating. You, you'll see memes and stuff that I know I do because I'm a musician and it's talking about like the creative processes. I have an idea. Oh, is it that good? This is shit. Oh, God, I'm onto something. I'm amazing. And then, like, you know, you go through all these stages of doubt and <laughs> then you come out of the side and there's no feeling like having a finished song in your pocket. It's like, you, you know, I, think I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but you kind of walk a little bit taller and, you know, there's this sense of satisfaction inside mm. you. And then from that, then you've got to share it. So you're at a place where you're really proud of what you've done, but you also want to guard it too at the same time because a lot of the time you're putting, well, nearly every time you're putting something in yourself in there, sometimes more than others. Mm. Um, and when you open yourself up like that, it can go either way. And some people don't realise how close you hold those things to yourself, for me anyway, like... I might show it to someone who I know well or I kind of need to show it to as far as, you know, taking the song to the next place. Like, you know, okay, I'm going to show this to my manager or there's a producer I'm working with at the time or whatever. Or another musician friend or my wife or whoever. And, um, yeah, you know, you've you got to be careful not to... You, you've put it out there to share. That's what they're made for in my eyes. So people are going to take them, however, and it, music... You know, it's all down to taste. Everyone listens to mm. different things or different things are attractive to their ear. Um, so then to go into a studio situation as well, once it gets past that, is I've got to remember I've employed, like I was working with Jan Skubicheski on the, uh, on, uh, for the last 12 months and I had to be mindful that I went into, um, I went into work with him for, uh, for a reason because he's good at what he does and... You know, I had to at times go, all right, just step out of your own way and let Jan do his thing and, and hopefully, you know, bring out the best. And I really had to do that. And there's times where you got to pick your battles to go, no, 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 I do or don't. You know, I don't think that's yeah. right. Or I want this idea. You know, I, or whatever it might be. I don't like that change or I do like that change. But you got to make sure it's for the right way, right reasons and not just because you wrote the song and that's how it's going to stay. Like, you, why would I bother employing someone like yeah. Jan? And then you get past all of that and then you release it again to the world. So you put it in a package and you put it out. Like, um, and then you're going to get feedback from that. Some people are going to love it. Thankfully, I've been on the side. Like I haven't had, you know, people, not that I've heard directly back. I don't get people. Don't, I'm not someone that gets, for one reason or another, I don't get sprayed on Facebook about. Yeah, but there's a sense of vulnerability time. about that. Like yeah. times two, isn't it? Like you take it yeah. in the first time and then, and we'll get on to today, you know, releasing a new yeah. track like... Mm. Yeah, mate. Yeah, sorry. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, I'll so, cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that's right. And 
So yeah, you put it out into the world and you're releasing it out there. You're putting all your feelings or 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 your um, take on what you've uh, observed from other people's lives maybe or observed from the world and it's your own take on it. So that can't be really right or wrong. Like there can be mm. questionable things or people might have an opposing view of it. But these are things that are coming out of my head and onto paper. And from there... You're going to the live setting, so you've put out the record and people have heard the songs a certain way or they've seen you play live before and, I, and as I always have tried to do is evolve in every aspect, the recording, the writing, excuse me, uh, vocals, um, guitar playing, the whole performance aspect. So then you walk out on stage and once again your ego gets you up there but at the same time you're in such a vulnerable position it can go so wrong at the drop of a hat, but it can go so right, and that's the buzz. That's the thing that keeps coming back. When it goes right, and you walk off stage, and all four of us, or oh, if it's me on my own even, but if it's me with the band, we know it's gone right. You don't have to say anything. You can just tell. Like, um, Yeah, and that's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird thing. It just, um, yeah, that's, that's, I think the ego help plays its role in what I do. It's interesting, though, because... There's no one, no one can save you. No. Like you think, like, I relate it in a way to a race. Like, mm-hmm. you guys have been helping me out on the bike, out the industrial estate. When I get to Berlin in four weeks' time, it's me, my legs, and two, you know, Gatorade bottles along yeah. the way. Like, there's literally nothing else can, if I stuff it up, it's on me kind of thing. Yeah. And my legs, yeah, but if I run well, it's on me as well. But there's people who can get you there. But in that time of performance, yeah. you're on stage. Yeah, um, you make or break it kind of thing. And yeah, and it's not just necessarily my own, uh, my own ability. Sometimes, like uh, you know, a guitar string or the the, the sound guy, you know, something might go wrong with the sound or the one of the other guys in the band. So I'm kind of depending on them. And you know, in a solo setting, it's there's less of those variables. Mm-hmm. But then you're really left on because you got no one to lean on. So it's me just playing an acoustic guitar and singing or just playing piano and singing. It's like there's nowhere to hide. You can't you can't lean on the other guys. You can't you can't hide behind them, let them take a solo or something because you need to take take a second. Um But yeah, I think also what really helps, and this is a I guess another analogy with the running is the preparation is a huge thing. I've got a younger cousin, Madison, who is um she wants to be a singer and she's she's got a beautiful voice and she's great yeah. but she you know and I went through it too where you get on stage and you're really shy or you lack confidence or whatever it might be and um, as I said to her it's like if you prepare well enough off stage put in the work know your shit inside out rehearse a song be confident in what you eat and then when you get up there there's like, there's a lot less reason to be shy or nervous it's more than nervousness I think because you're not sure what's going to happen but if you can do as much of the things in your control to get up there and, and nail it it's you know it's like a race day like you're doing all, you've you know mm. I've been following the podcast and the amount of cases you guys are doing and you're doing things right and you know when you maybe you could or couldn't have done something and yeah. it comes down to it you're like you get through it and you're like alright I did the, I did what I needed to do and this is this is a result I got where you're like shit you know you might question something you've done yeah. or whatever it might be but 
I think the, the preparation is, is a huge part of any performance. When you perform, that's the celebration because you've done it so many times that it's, it's kind of like when we race. You want that to be nearly easier than the training because yeah. you've done all the training to lead up to that. Now you just <laughs> let it show and it's all in the legs and you can go, um, yeah, go out. It's, it's like a rolling party, you know. Like, you know you're out there for what, hopefully under two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, I'm up there for an hour, hour and a half or whatever, and it's like a rolling party. Like It should be like that. Yeah. You know, as much as you still got to be on your game, and um, and and focus on what you're doing, you can you can use the adrenaline, the excitement of the thing you love to enhance your performance as well. I think, like you know, you obviously sometimes you'll jump, the, you know, the gun will go off and you'll fucking bolt off it. You know. Yeah, I've done that plenty yeah, of times. Yeah, done that yeah. to me a couple of times. But uh. yeah. So do you? I guess strategically use that for when you perform like do you like right I'm, at, I'm hyped I'm 8 out of 10 the crowd's going to get me up like that extra bit here or do you I've got a job to do the blinkers are on I'll do it and they'll come with me kind of mentality yeah so basically before I go on um, if, if I'm with the band I'll turn like I'll, we'll turn to each other and I'll just say to them so let's just play for each other I said if, let's just do this right because we know when we're doing it right that everyone else is going to enjoy it mm. as much as we are. Yeah, so um, before I go on stage, uh, if it's with the band, we'll um, kind of huddle together and I'll just, let's, let's get out there and play for each other. And, you know, because if we're getting off on it and we're feeling good, the crowd comes back. Like, admittedly, like, I'm the guy at the front with the guitar. We kick into a song, like the first song, because we always try going with a bang, and our first two songs are like pretty like um, balls to the wall as far as my stuff goes. So I'm like chest out, I'm like head up, looking over the crowd, striking a few guitar poses. I've arrived here. Yeah, so like, and then you can't help it, that happens. Like, yeah. like, but admittedly, then if I'm like, okay, we need to get this, like maybe things have gone a little bit loose at that stage early on, that's when I'll kind of uh, like that's when we we can look at looking into each other and and uh, and refocus and then build outwards again from there so and sometimes like the bass player is having a great night he doesn't realize maybe that things aren't going amazing for him maybe the sound of my fallbacks is shit and i'm having a horrible night because i can't hear myself sing properly or the keyboard players you know he's having a bad night and no one else realizes because i can't necessarily hear that much of him on stage or whatever mm-hmm. and like yeah that's and like i'm saying there's so many variables like when it all goes right and you can like you can t- kind of tell by the way guys um are acting and moving on stage whether they're whether they're having a good night and that body language yeah it's body a lot about people doesn't oh, it? absolutely yeah. and like you can't hide it like it, i know and, and I, I know the guys well enough but if you're standing in front of a crowd and things aren't going right for you, you kind of want to hide. Yeah, you, there is no way to hide. Yeah. Just, and that's where you've just got to be like, all right, I've got to get my shit together. Or just go, well, this is how it is tonight. Like, the mm. sound's a bit shit, or this is... Fuck it, let's just go on, move on, move on. Let's Which is a good mindset. Yeah, you kind of got it. It's hard to do. Like, yeah. a lot of times, like, man, I've cracked it on stage. Have you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, and I'm not, I'm not proud of it, but it's like... You know, the stupid thing would be like you go and do like a two-hour sound check where someone's that the sound person might be not the sound person you would choose or it's a house person. It happened overseas actually. And uh, yeah, did this, like drove for hours, got the sound check set up and it took forever the sound check and when it shouldn't have. 
walk on stage, couldn't hear a thing in the fold back, the sound was completely different, and then it starts feeding back, and at the end of the first song, I had a harmonica on, and the thing, you know, in the first song, I just took it off and just threw it across the stage, <laughs> and I, I had a bit of a tantrum, but it's only because, like, emotions are, like, it, it, it's, yeah, emotions are high in those situations, like, you're kind of pumped up, because mm. they always try to go on with a bang, generally, so, um, yeah, if I'm pumped up and things are like, okay, yeah. Talk about the emotions today, like your released Ghost, yep. new song. That's when's the last time you released a song? Uh, November. So does that build like the pressure mm. of new music? And I know you're on Double J with Miff Warhurst, and mm. like, does that does it go on Spotify today? Is there a YouTube sh- like how? Talk yeah. me through your day and yeah. how that unfolds. So um, basically, we my manager and we have a publicist on board as well whenever we're putting out a new release. Um, so my manager basically go they'll go into their little black books and get all their contacts and see who wants, you know who they can get to hear the song blah 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 and my manager spoke to um, this is pretty in depth but spoke to Richard Kingsmill from ABC slash Double J and Triple J and um, yeah he had the song and he liked it and they wanted to do the premiere on Double J um, so I heard that on Tuesday I think and uh, yeah we just had to hear back and they said yep okay it's going to be Miff at lunchtime on the lunchtime show and yeah so that's obviously good news we're one of you know they're, they're the biggest digital radio station and they're back you know they're part of the, one of the bigger um, non-commercial I guess they are kind of commercial but non-commercial um, radio stations mm. in the country so they've got a really good reach and um, they've been great supporters too so I'm always stoked when um I hear back from those guys early on, um, and yeah, so kind of get you know get ready to do that, and the campaign trail is kind of rolling already. You know, um, you know the reason we're talking is because the song's out. I'm just here to shamelessly plug myself, and um, <laughs> I'm just trying to get my numbers up yeah. for, for August as well. We're on for a good month, and this is going to finish us up quite well. Oh, uh, good, good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, you know what. It's still exciting as ever hearing it on the radio for the first time. And you, you hear it so differently too. Like I've listened to that song like a ridiculous amount of times like through the writing and recording and the mi- different mixes and then you get it mastered and then like I might have wanted, I wanted the producer to change something in the outro and um, then you hear it on the radio. It's like, ooh, you can't take it back now. Is it's it? out there. And like, yeah, you know, I literally was on. The, I was sitting in my studio on the phone, and my wife and son were up in the lounge room with it on the radio. And I literally finished the interview with Miff, and she and she said something like, "Here it is for its um for its premiere play on Australian radio, Ghost by Benny Walker." And I heard it start. And she jumps on the phone and goes, thanks so much, mate. I like to have a quick chat and I jump off the phone and just went, I just wanted to hear it on the radio. Yeah. Like, I'm not ashamed. Of, you know, I'm happy to, to hear my stuff. And that's, you know, part of the reason. Oh, 100% get it. Like, yeah, that's what you do it for. Yeah, and you go up there and, like, my son's standing there, like, staring up at where the music's come from. And then he's turned around and saw me and he was kind of a bit spun out because he, yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> that's dad, but that's dad kind of thing. And, like, my wife and, and him kind of dancing, which was really awesome. And then... Yeah, it's just it just changes the song again. Like it goes, like I said before, it goes from that thing that you've put, got in the can to kind of going, okay, everyone, here it is. And you know, I'm, I 
I'm proud of the song, so mm. it's kind of to a point where I'm like, now I put them out and it's like, I don't worry too much about maybe like seeing things come up. It's nice when people say nice things online, but I don't like, I'm not like, oh shit, I hope people don't hate it. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Like, I know. Has that changed in you though? Did once upon a time you really look in and worry about that and Google yourself and oh, yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We've all Googled ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I mean, like, yeah, every Thursday. Um, <laughs> but, like, I guess when yeah. you, yeah, you, you start reading into things more. Yeah, um, yeah, I read into it probably less, like, that stuff now. I mean, I feel like, um, you know, what can you do? Like, I, I'm going to write, I try to put out the music that I'd like to, I would like to listen to. I write the music I'd like to listen to. And um, there's plenty of people that have the same taste in music as me, mm. and there's there'll be lots of people that don't, but just change the channel or don't buy it. Yeah. Um, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a funny place to put yourself in. Did a lot of fans hear that for the first time today and make contact with you? Like, is your yeah. inbox been going off? And yeah, you get tweets. And, yeah, and like, and then and even friends too. Like, the knew it was. Generally, I get messages through the day, and um, yeah, it's it, it's nice. Like that stuff's nice, especially people close to you. And oh, you know, like in, in saying that, people that you have no idea who they are, huh. you um, it's kind of a spin out still to get a tweet from someone somewhere else in the country saying that I've told you about. I screenshot stuff and send it through. You, you, do, you do the same. It's a yeah. It's a weird world that we live in and it, mm. but it's so good that people can get value yeah. of this stuff and you're just like i'm just doing this in the study of my house and there's a guy in norway who listens to this every week and then comments like you know what i mean like stuff like that yeah. freaks me out and it's so cool at the same time like because people are just people like it doesn't matter who they are it's people connect that's it, man. Yeah. yeah that's it and on all levels and i think like you've probably met some people that are in your field that you really admire hmm. and after a short period of time it breaks down to they're just like people hmm. the good especially like you know hmm. yeah, you're when right. you meet really humble ones too like um it's really refreshing it's really nice to like go it's a person just like me and you kind of get to a point in your life like where you get well everyone they're all just people you know like when you're younger or maybe just getting into like the field or the industry that you're in you kind of like i know i was shit like you know there's such and such or so and so and like get a little bit nervous before saying it and it's just like hey how you doing like introduce yourself and whether they've heard of you or not it doesn't really matter like it, it's someone I admire and I'd like to like to meet them one way or another yeah you know I and mean? they say don't meet you you shouldn't meet yeah. your heroes or whatever but I've um had pretty good experience at meeting some pretty amazing people and I think in this day and age when you can have not so much always your heroes but people that might be just you know one or two steps above you yeah. especially in running like I yeah. know but you follow them Strava you follow them on Instagram you might be friends on Facebook so you're getting all this insight more and more insight into their yeah. life and then you come to meet them and you're like you know, you're getting a bit edgy, be like, yeah, this person just runs just like me, but they yeah. try and be quicker. Or... He's got to go out and sweat and puff. Yeah, and yeah. everyone's everyone's the same, whereas, yeah, I guess with this, you have so much of an insight into, and you, it's their highlight reel, like everyone's only putting up their good stuff, oh, so you kind of get a bit, in, like, sometimes yeah, a bit depressed, you're like, yeah, my, my life doesn't look as good as his, but um, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting world that we live in with the social media and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like you said, it's all the highlights, so is it, um, 
I hope your life's as good as it looks on Facebook. Yeah. It's so true, man. People, you know, and that's, it is what it is. It's either that or the opposite. People checking at a hospital with no status update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you obviously want people to comment. <laughs> yeah. I find it, I, I try to stay off Facebook. I'm way, like, I like Instagram way more because mm. literally, besides now, they're just smashing the sponsor ads. Yeah. But like, I'm, um, yeah, I'm like, my social media poison is definitely Instagram over that because you kind of weed out a bit more of the shit. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of negative stuff. And then all the algorithms fire stuff into your feed. Oh, yeah. You know, just, and you're like, what? Like today I was, because I was thinking about going doing the Father's Day run. Yeah, yeah. we spoke about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still undecided because it's like, I don't know, go down on the Saturday night. And I literally was on my laptop. And I'd gone to booking.com for like, I did one search, clicked on two hotels, and then I picked up my phone and went to Instagram, first ad, booking.com. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. how did yeah. that happen? But- we're doing the same. We're trying to figure out where we're going after the Berlin Marathon. So yeah. we're, you know, Skyscanner and yeah, yeah. Airbnb and all these kind of, and just getting smashed oh, with this yeah. flight goes there. And then you're like, shit, maybe I should go to Shanghai. Like, well, hang on, you're not even in Asia. Like, <laughs> you're, like, you're just getting all these, all this yeah. stuff just coming into your, um, yeah. It's, I don't know if we spoke about it on the first one, but do you have, well, I guess you've spoke about it in the first one, like your kind of night strategy, turning off mm. Wi-Fi and mm. kind of switching off in the world. But do you have any other kind of non-negotiables for Benny Walker around that technology and what you kind of, I guess, will let your life get exposed to? Uh, I don't really watch, I don't watch the news at all. Mm. Um I'm just not interested in like it's not good news. It's all just it's all. Well, it's like the non-computer version of clickbait. What do you call it? It's just all the it's just like sound bites and grabs and everything's twisted or taken out of context or it's inflammatory just to just so people switch it on. Um, and you know what? It's. The same, I've got so many better things to do with my time. So, mm. so much more to do with but my time. But you can't control it. So you're letting that information in. You can't do anything about it. So you're only going to you get think, worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you think you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is turn on the news and it's telling you about what happened in Barcelona and then there's a, someone stabbed someone in Melbourne and then there's a drug bust in Shepherd and then there's this. And it's like, by the time you've gone to work and then you're worried about the fact that the toast, your butter didn't get to the edge of your toast or your <laughs> coffee was too hot and then it was too hot. Like... It just sets a bad tone for the day yeah. for the starter. But we, because there's that much around, like that one thing I can do is like put it on ABC Kids instead and yeah. let my son watch it. You know, like it, I'd rather watch Wiggle Time and yeah. um, Giggle and Hoot than watch Sunrise or the Today Show. Yeah, yeah. Straight, like, I just, yeah, it, it's just gone. And newspapers are the same. I don't read the paper either. Right. Um, and they're just rags now anyways, to be honest. And, and who owns the papers and their agenda? It's not independent stuff. Like nah, it's, it's, it's all manipulated and, you know, I have, yeah, I have no interest in that. So I just basically, I think we spoke a bit about the Taoism stuff last time yeah, I was we in. did. And it comes from a lot of that. It's like, it's, it's, it just makes people worry for the... For that's all it does. It just creates more worry, more anxieties, and it's like I said, it's something you can literally just turn off. Just yeah. Turn it off. Or and that consumerism, like yeah, I, I need that. Yeah, I need that. That person's got it. Oh, is it? Yeah, I wanted to get into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Ghost of the Song, just they came out, is basically an ode to all of the 
old white men in the world that are just trying, they're ruining it for the rest of us with through greed and and you know and all these things we're just talking about consumerism is just being it's just crazy like to just to to, to observe people like because I feel like you know from my man still think like I still love guitars and if I could I'd buy a new guitar every day yeah but it's like people buying like stretching themselves too far but stepping on people to get there but that we're kind of born like into that I think in the western world where we're born to go you know um, through school and go to university and get a good job and and make lots and lots and lots of money and, and buy all this stuff and accumulate it all and don't let anybody else touch it and it's like fucking what like that's and yeah I don't know I just have a real issue with um, guys mostly mostly people in huge uh, in power like um, our prime minister and the American president it's like they're just that out of touch yeah. with like reality but so many people buy into the bullshit like you know, I don't want to go down this tangent too far, but look, I'm going to have to because what the song's about, like Donald Trump with the people that voted for him. I'm like, oh, he's a businessman, he's this and he's that. I'm like, yeah, but he's going to fucking destroy the environment and he fucking hates gay people and he hates black people and he hates Mexican people. And it's like, he hates women. He yeah, hates women, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, who the, like, this is the guy that you, this is the, the guy you want to lead you. And it's like, yeah, I know they said it's all these, you know, disengaged or disenfranchised. It's like, fucking read a book, man. Like, seriously, just take a step back and have a look and think about why you were, like, your thinking is aligned with his thinking. Where did that come from? And, uh, uh, yeah, I find it so frustrating that there's such narrow-minded and small-minded people. Yeah, and, but does that, I think sometimes, and... And I've been, um, yeah, a bit of a victim of it. Sometimes you, when I spend time with you and I spend time with Carly and I spend time with Sansy, I surround myself with people who have similar view, views, especially around exercise and yeah. the environment. And, you know, we go out and we run in forests because we love it and stuff like that. And that almost becomes our normal. Mm. And we forget all those people who are out there voting for Trump who have way different views on the world and then it scares me because i'm like whoa these these guys are living in a whole different world because i've surrounded sometimes i'm in a bit of a bubble yeah and i find it even if you sometimes you go to the supermarket and you can kind of just see like different (laughs) socioeconomic level you walk down different aisles and you look what people have in their trolleys and these people are living in a whole different world than i'm living in and they're living in my street Mm -hmm. and these are the people that are filling out voting forms and yeah you know, ringing up Talkback Radio to have their opinion yeah. and riding into the riv and things like that. Does that? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. For me, it no, scares no, me because it's, it's crazy. Like yeah, how yeah. different we can be in relatively um, close proximity. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. But look, I think I think sometimes it's hard to remember. I feel like we are actually the majority. Hmm. If not, we're definitely going to be. Because you think of all the things that we stand for, um, it, it's all this compassion. Like we're mm-hmm. compassionate people, and even you know we've got this 
postal vote coming up, which is fucking ridiculous <laughs> anyway that it has to get... To, that they're even doing it, besides the fact that it actually doesn't fucking mean anything, besides that they just go, oh, that's the statistics. And it's costing $122 million where they could put that towards something, you know, far more valuable. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I get that feeling that you get too a lot of the time. You know, you do think... that's And that's probably why sometimes... Like, the amount of people I've unfriended on Facebook over the years because I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking serious, mate? Like, you know, people putting up um, Band of Burka stuff or they'll be all this kind of bullshit. It's like, shut up, man. Like, what do you... People just... I think we spoke about this last time. All this prejudice is just born out of fear. And people just scared of what's different to them. And all these people... And, you know, I, don't, you know, my, I come from a mixed um, background. So, you know, my mum's side is... I guess you call them my Australian. We originated from Scotland. But, you know, we've, my mum's side got out here, I think, 1860-something. So, you know, they're white Australian, I guess. You could yeah. refer to that side of my family. But all these people that are really scared, uh, the people, or that are voting or for these things or that have these weird stances are people that aren't in these moments. So they're like, oh, no, we're not changing Australia Day. I'm like, why? Because then the white Australians don't can't have their day of celebration, or they they just want to stand up for it for the sake of example. And, so, and then you'll have people that, oh no no no, we're not voting yes for gay marriage, and it's like, why not? Like, how does that really impact your life? In like, you know, it doesn't all of a sudden mean that you have to go and start marrying men. Have to start marrying men. It's like, it's a choice. It's like, it's a choice to marry, I'm saying. It's not a choice to be... You know, obviously, people are born gay or bi or um, trans or whatever. Um, I'm not sure how to actually... Uh, I had I should know this. I played uh, with some... I played the Retcom Cup the other week. And there was a big focus on... Um, not, necessarily, not necessarily gender profiling people. And it was actually really interesting because then two weeks later I went and played at a um, conference called... Uh, sorry, this is taking a quick turn. But this is what we do on the podcast. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> so, is the beauty of podcasting. I know it's okay to do these little uh, we'll take a right turn cat here. cat dogs in a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about the cat dogs. That's coming up. Um, and then I played at a conference called Sex Rurality. Um, so it was about sexual health in, um, in rural Australia and focused on... Um, educating Aboriginal people and then people from the LBGTI community as well. And, um, yeah, I learned a lot in those in, in those uh, weeks. And I'd like to think of myself as someone who's down with the cause or open-minded and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, there's some, some eye-opening stuff. Or just meeting people. And it's funny, like, you feel like you're down with the cause or whatever, and then you meet someone and it just gives you a whole different spin on it. It personalises it. And that's probably where we could go back to what we were just talking about. These people are removed from those minorities and then they see they might see someone who's gay or a black person and they're like, that's something so different to them. Mm-hmm. And there's a fear there for one reason or another and I feel like if they were just... I think I said last time I was here, sorry but to keep saying that, but if uh, we could all see some of ourselves and everybody we meet, the world would be a much better place and I think that's, that's a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. Do you want a beer? Sure. Oh, and turn the light on as well. It's getting dark again. It is. What about, mate? I want to talk to you about 
the music scene and the uh, the sense that some people can blow up really quick, like mm. the X Factor, the voice kind of. Yep. Um, that part of music and your part of music are vastly different. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm thinking about Isaiah Firebrace kind of in a way, you know, from a kid who lived in Miami to going to Eurovision. Yep. What is, I guess the question is, is that sustainable and how different, well, what's your opinion on that style of music? <laughs> Uh, it's not so much the style of music; it's probably the approach to making a career out yeah. of it. Um, well put. Yeah, because obviously you'll get stylistically you'll get everything on those shows, and there are some amazingly talented people. But my problem with it is, um, it I feel like it cheapens what everyone else what, what's being done. It's it's and it's. Degrading, I think, to the people who are on the show as well. You see some really, like I said, some really, really, really talented people. I've had a couple of friends go on there. Um, and they know how I feel about the show. They know I wouldn't touch on with a 10-foot pole. And, I've, and I have been approached a couple of times, which is also what shits me about it, is these people, line, kids are lining up from 4.30am in the morning and waiting and they might not even get through the first. Because they actually, what they do in judging, they don't go straight through to your Marsha Hines or whoever the hell it might be at the time that's go through a preliminary judging first before they get to see the judges excuse me while I open my beer good sound effect <laughs> and um, yeah basically I've had I had an email three weeks ago maybe four weeks ago and um, it was from a lady from The Voice and basically saying that she's been checking my stuff out online and I love your sound and we'd love you to come in and we'll just fast track you through and, you know, if you get here and it's not really for you, it's all good, but please give me a call to discuss. And I just didn't write back. I actually, what I, I stopped my, actually my wife kind of stopped me. I copied and copied the whole thing and I was going to put up a post and say if anyone wants to shortcut to fame, fortune and a career in music, here's the link and the phone number kind of thing and just kind of just be a dick about it. But I was like... You know, it, that's just not cool. Whatever I have, like I said, I've had friends go on those shows, and and different people have told me their reasons for it. And you do hear pretty much the same thing. I use it as to promote my, to you know, lift my profile or promote my music career or whatever. And that's cool, but I'd rather I've got to watch what I say because I don't want to. I, I got friends. I don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever. But um. That's not the way I want to go about it. I would, I prefer to, you know, bust my ass becoming as good a songwriter as I can be and learn to put on an amazing show and put out songs that people really dig and then they want to come to the shows and they see the show and they love the show so they want to keep coming back. Not because... I turned three chairs or whatever it was on a TV show, and all of a sudden, I'm 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 in the spotlight. Like, like <laughs> I want people to come for the right reasons, not because I was they saw me on a TV show. Because it's not sustainable, though, is it? Well, and I don't not, think so. And it's not authentic. Like, if you go in, you get blown up, you get yeah. spat out again. It, yeah, I feel like it. Go, it you fall away as quick as it kind of takes yeah. off, to, to a degree. Like you know, and. Like I said, I don't want to take away from the people, the talent of these people. I just 
question why they went and did went that route. A lot of these people, maybe they don't want to necessarily write their own songs, or maybe they don't realize what they're getting into, or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not for me. Young, ta- young talent's pretty vulnerable though in that situation. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had no, I've had family members. Um, you know, I've got a huge family. I've had family members go and line up and, and, and do the audition. And, and I was pretty young at the time and I was like, oh, such and such is going to try for Australian Idol. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Very quickly, you kind of start to hear things. Like I said, I've had friends going, you start to hear what's really going on behind the scenes and how scripted a lot of the, even like the judging stuff is as far as comments and stuff like that, like doing yeah. second takes of just their feedback. And I'm like, that's kind of ridiculous, you know. Keep it real like we do on Tell Me Your Tales. Yeah, well, I guess, <laughs> and we started talking about that before. Oh, we might have even been recording then, but that authentic style of media is mm. on the rise massive. Like it's, yeah. I find it with the guests I have on the podcast that I was maybe a bit naive when I started. The, I thought the bigger, the faster runners, the bigger named runners yeah. would poll a lot bigger yeah. downloads. And I kind of made a – my goal was I like, well, want these big names on here because mm. it's going to mean more listeners, be good for the show, I sure, can approach yeah. more people. But you look at the numbers and it's definitely not the case. And the case is people like relating to their everyday – like a Julian Spence, and I, I don't like saying this, but his – because I'm always the banter between us is yeah. is strong, but his podcast is one of the most downloaded podcasts because he goes to work five days a week. He's trying to live the Australian dream and own his own business. Yep. He's down to earth. He goes has two beers every night after a run. Yeah. So people want to hear that story. They don't want to hear about the full time athlete who doesn't work and might earn thirty grand a year getting sponsored by New Balance, but yep. lives in a complete different world than the listeners. Yeah. And. I think that's probably the same with those, t- like, you know, people know you're grinding mm. out these songs mm. and you're working hard and you're on, like Benny Walker's been around for years and he's still mm. going to be around for years. Like mm. it's been on that journey um, as yeah. you go. Yeah, and, you know, I've, I've been finding that in what I do as well. There's been a shift away from like huge polished corporation type stuff. People want something with some grit now. So for instance... <clears throat> Kind of the live show is 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 what the artist makes it to a degree, but now this company, well, the house concerts kind of started, and it went from there to. So then now Parlor is a company called Parlor in Australia, and they organise the house concerts. Basically, they the artists get in touch with them. So I, from my experience, so my manager got in touch with Parlor. I said I wanted to do them. Okay, great, no worries. What's your availability? You do a little video, put it up. They put some graphics on it, spit it out through all of our socials. People can apply to host a gig in their own home, their own space. They might have an old barn or somewhere cool, like just some really cool places. And it's gone from that. And then like the people love that. Getting back to like the, what it's all, like the roots of things, the, the, seeing things for what they really are without all the polish like literally with me standing like I played an apartment in Richmond to like 40 people or something like that with an acoustic guitar one little one like kind of little speaker and a microphone and it's like you know where to hide 
you know, admittedly, I feel like I actually, my bands is so much better in those situations. Yeah. Because you meet everyone as they're coming in the door. Like, they do offer, they're supposed to offer you somewhere, like a, a quote unquote green room, which is usually someone's bedroom or something. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, that's kind of lame to be in a two bedroom, a two, yeah. two bedroom apartment. Everyone's in the lounge room and you're sitting on the bed waiting for, <laughs> waiting for the show. But, um, so I'd like, as people come, it's like, hey, how you going? Thanks for coming. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, just, just literally, just, you know, genuine stuff. It's not like I'm there trying to like sell myself. It's like, you know, like you were saying before, we're all just people mm. come to the door and like, you know, everyone walking with like a six pack or a bottle of wine and a couple of mates and they're all chatting away and then sit, you know, the, the host put announces the show, uh, you know, announces, you know, what it's all about and introduces me and thanks everyone for coming and you've already got a rapport with them. Yeah. So, You've broken down that first barrier of like, you, you, I feel like they've got a bit of a a grasp on who I am at face value, which I don't know, maybe I don't give that much away, but I, I feel more comfortable to say certain things. I feel like you're going to get it. Mm. Sometimes when I walk out of a green room straight onto a stage and, and and try and banter, I feel like they take it the wrong way sometimes because they don't kind of get me as a person. Like, hey, fuck, he's arrogant. Yeah. It's like, it's like totally tongue in cheek and it's me taking the piss out of myself. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so stuff's like that. And then you look at like Uber, Airbnb, all these things. Like it's kind of just taking the middleman out of all these things or taking the big, big shiny corporations out and us just kind of like... You're doing things our own way or DIYing it a little bit, maybe. Mm. It reminds me of, um, I know, just that houseboat gig that you did. Like, that mm. was just so special. Like, and it was no whiz back. Like, just nah. you, keyboard, guitar, yep. houseboat, you know, yeah. a few rugs down. Yeah. Going through the river, everyone's familiar. Like, remember when you're kids and, like, house parties were so cool. Yeah. And then you turn 18 and go out clubbing. And yeah. then you're, like, 21. You're like, oh, no one has house parties anymore. Yeah. Like, they were the best. And you're like, no, we just go to the big, you know, nightclubs now. And you lose that kind yeah. of sense of community. And everyone's yeah. just, you can't go anywhere else. You're all underage. Nah. And you're kind of stuck at this. And it's all your mates, yeah, too. Yeah, you control the crowd It's control. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and that's the other draw, I think, these, like, those intimate gigs. I was like, So that was that run of gigs I did with Tom Richardson. Yeah. And um, pardon me, because a lot of people don't feel comfortable going to a traditional venue. They might not want to go to a capacity, a 350, 400 capacity venue where they want to sit and really listen to the music. But there's five blokes at the back that started drinking four hours before the show and they're pretty smashed by now and they don't realize they're talking over top of everything Mm -hmm. and no one's game enough to tell them to shut up, except me normally through the microphone. (laughs) But... Um, which I actually also had to do on the boat, but it's like you get cheered because it's like two people talking out of a hundred yeah. and you're all on a boat together. So you've either got to shut up or everyone, you're probably going to get chucked yeah, overboard. <laughs> so, Cold day as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's, it, yeah, I think people just want something real, man. Like I think that sounds kind of corny or whatever, but I think that's, I know I like now, I mean, I've got, I don't know if it's the running or whatever, but. I've just got this huge urge to be outdoors all the time now. Like, you know, I've got my fire pit at home where I've, you know, got, you know, I went and bought a hatchet and like, you know, I'm buying stuff to cook outside and like, I just love being outside and just, you know, screens. Like, I'm just like, we've been doing it for, for a long time. Like, I feel like we just need to kind of just use them for, for 
to our advantage, not just to be solely down the river by shit. I can't wait to take you for a run out to Barma, this 6K loop yeah. I've got out there. It is just exactly what you're talking about. Oh, man, next We're going to do it this run. Sunday, I think, if you guys oh, are going sweet. out, because I'm going to kill myself on Saturday in a big session, yep. and I'm just going to jog soup slightly Sunday, oh, so I might have to pencil it in. I'm Steve drop Brand, those guys, yeah. I'll be, I'll be vulnerable <laughs> talking about vulnerability. Um, is this stage, this is what I wanted to get to before, and we sure. kind of touched on it. Is it going to... This stage of our lives, mm-hmm. I know, like just a bit of an insight in your life and you know a bit of my life, they're really good. And I get worried that it's not, I know everything, everything's so good. Like I just, mm. I'm really happy with where my life's at. And I think having insight into yours, your life's really good as well. But mm. are these going to be the best days of our lives nah. that we we are almost I'm always pitching myself to saying you're lucky house good you know family's good like mm. finances good jobs are good you yep. know we're not getting blown up we're not in war like stuff like I just keep catching myself thinking that life is very good yeah and I guess my question is like I'm 30 this year and I asked Sandy this when we had a podcast as well any kind of advice you've been around not not much longer than me but any advice yeah. for me in this situation as a about to become a 30 year old about ways to think or Mm. look about life and you know i'm in this really comfy spot but i know the next five years my life's gonna probably change with marriage and kids and running probably is gonna you know be over that that mound and down again those things just made my life better though those things you're talking about so marriage wedding day at that point in your life Funnest day of your life. was for me anyway. Like, funnest week, actually. Amazing. Then you go on a honeymoon and life's good. You know, it's like... But realistically, there's going to be times where you get up each other's nose and that that happens. I think it's actually healthy. healthy It is, because especially if you air things, Mm. don't, you know... That stuff comes out, you have your little blues and all that sort of stuff, but, you know... that. Then you'll go on and you'll have a kid and, mate, you think life's good now, you feel good now. You just float. Like, you fucking float. Like, I can't... <laughs> it's And any dad or mum knows that... It's, that I can only speak from my point of view, but I've heard it a million times. You just don't know until you get there. It's. I'm glad life's really good for you now because, yeah, it's... And, you know, you've got lots of things to look forward to. And I think the big important thing you said, like, we don't know, you know... In five years, we, you know, what what the world's going to be like. Mm. Probably more reason to really try and enjoy things as they are right now. Enjoy each run. Enjoy, you know, you wake up and you might have a coffee and go, have that, that five minutes before you head out the door on your own, just sort of try and be in that moment and stand there while it's quiet and just, you know, things like that. And moments with Carly where you're just hanging out you might be just watching tally, but some of those, they're nice nights, man. Sometimes I'll go, stuff. yeah, you know, you, you probably do a bit of travel with what you, or I know you do travel with what you do and with what I do, I can be away for periods of time and you start to like crave those. And you are talking before about house parties and then you start going to nightclubs and then all of a sudden you want the house parties or, <laughs> and then it goes from that to like, geez, I wish someone would just have a dinner on a Sunday night and we can have some wine yeah, or something. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. just like, but that like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I think you just learn to enjoy simpler things. And, like, I think if 
yeah, just maybe concentrate. <laughs> Mate, you're onto it. You don't need me to tell you shit. You're onto it. You're um. Yeah, <clears> you're pretty tuned yeah. in, man. Like, yeah, that for me though, like I'm probably just more reflecting on like my own thoughts. Would be really trying to in, even if I am sitting. What if in the you car, could go back? Oh, what could you tell yourself? You know, five years ago. It's gonna be okay, man. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. No, look. Jeez, I wouldn't change anything ever. Like, there's not a thing I'd change because you know you, it's, it's got me where I am right now. It's who I am, like you said, I'm a happy person. I feel fulfilled. I've put it like I've got a new song on the airwaves, and in two in a bit weeks' time, there's a whole EP coming out. That's you know, it's another you know batch of songs out there, and that's the thing I live for. And I found something else I love, which is running and. Um, that brings me a lot of joy and then you know, like I said I've got this urge at the moment just to be outdoors and I feel like that's something I'm going to get into more you know if we had more hills around here I'd love to go hiking but I'm going to have to probably uh, do some do some uh, driving to get to those places but yeah you strike me as someone who's about to embark on a lot of physical adventures mm-hmm. in the next stage of your life yeah probably trail trail yeah. marathons yeah. and like crazy stuff when you'll have a camel back on and you'll be <laughs> you know and you'll have like a, a good bushy beard yeah. and like photogenically it's going to be real on yeah, point right. and Sweet. yeah i think it's i think it's a good spot and we've talked yeah. about you know linking up and doing a mm. 100k race and doing you know yeah. 25k each with four yeah. of us and going away yeah. for weekends and you are you entered a world where there's a lot of stuff that I think connects with you. Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning, like with this running. Like I woke up and I sort of I try to uh, take stock of my body. Like I'll have a moment where I just kind of try and just go, "How's this?" Mm. You know, walk, we're from head to toe. But the meditation, it's yeah, the basic well, kind of yeah, yeah, almost just even standing. Like I'll boil in the kettle to make coffee, mm. and. I'll just stand there and just go. How, how am I feeling physically? You know, I've you know I'm fairly. I can keep. I I constantly keep a check on my mental um, status. I guess just from past experience with um, with going through a bit of stuff with mental health. But physically now, the running's got me more in tune with taking a moment to go. All right, let's go from head to toe and literally. I can feel like I'm I can self scanning myself. I can feel I can almost visualize a scan I'm bringing over my body, and I go through each part. Okay, yeah, lower back's feeling pretty good because you know when I first got back into running, lower back was shit, and mm-hmm. I feel like actually the running's helped really loosen that probably because I'm doing it five days a week or, or whatever. It keeps me moving and keeps that loose, and you know, and then you get through. Yep, hips are pretty good. Hips are feeling good. Oh, the quads are a bit heavy from that run I did, or. <laughs> Tight yeah, there. this might be this or that or that, but like it gives me a second to go through all that stuff. And well, how did I get onto this? We're talking about hundred kilometer races or something like that. But um, oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I feel like um, it because I got into running at this age, I feel like I can do it for longer. If, I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, I feel your, like you it's know, your like training if, age. Yeah. Right? Well, I yeah. feel like if I just started doing it at 16 maybe i might have broke down by now yeah but i'm starting at 32 might be able to do it till i'm 42 uh, 62 72 82 you like might not run your best 10k until you're 38 39 that's, do you know what i mean like right. your training age will yeah. be like imagine that accumulated mm. years of my and that's the way you've got to do it properly yeah and i feel like i'm in a better like i know myself so much better to go like i can get my head around things better now so like 
I'm ex- I, I like going for a 75 minute run because I'm like beautiful like you know that's that's time for me just to go out and run and I know how I'm going to feel at the end of it and that's a crazy run yeah and then like and the workout runs like today I'm like oh I was a bit nervous going out like you sent me through I met because yeah. I was, you saw what I was gonna do and you were like that's stupid don't do that <laughs> and <laughs> sent me through a different option and I got a bit nervous I'm like I went out and did it but I'm nervous because I know I'm like it's gonna hurt a little bit it's gonna be a solid run but instantly like you know, I'm standing there with my hands on the back of my head, sucking it in, walking, back, you know, walk a couple hundred meters before I click the watch on and do my jog home. But I'm like, top of the world. You get the high straight away, like from 20 minutes of like digging in. Bang for buck stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and it goes back, you touched on grit before. Like, I think when you start, especially the workouts, like I find, and I always say this to people, I say, oh, you know, I can't wait till I'm 40 and I can just jog an hour every day and I don't have to worry about the workouts. Like, cause the workouts are the ones you wake what up. What age did you say? 40, I reckon. Yeah, 40, yeah, I might yeah. say, look, I'm just, I'm just going to be a social runner. I'll keep right. myself fit. I'll do 12K every single day of the week yep. and just be fit, which I know I won't because I'll get that. You You'll know, still be competitive. You start yeah. trying to log more Ks yeah, each week. Who's going to win the 40 yeah. plus <laughs> reverse steam section this year and stuff like that? But... Um, you know, I wake up, I know, you know, wake up on a Wednesday and I go, beautiful, it's just a jog day, whereas Thursday I wake up and go, yeah, right, all right we've got a session today, we're going to need a coffee, we're going to, like, yeah. it's that tension, and it's, it's almost like you got to you got to win a battle for the day, and you know sometimes you just got to get it done, like, it's not about yeah. hitting the sessions, but you prepare yourself in, like, when we train hard and you might do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, mm. like a really hard workout, it feels like... You've tr- and you look back on Sunday, Arvo, and you're like punching the air. You're yeah. just like, I've had a, I've put a good week together here. Yeah. This is, and I think that's the value of the Road to Berlin podcast stuff because we're documenting that, you know, in an audio kind of adventure, and people yeah. are on that journey with us. And it's, yeah, going back to that grit, you need grit to to get it done. Like mm. especially when it's raining or it's windy, and you're like, no one's gonna care if I have a day off. Like it's, yeah. but I'm gonna care. You care. And yeah, that's that. Fun. You know, you're just getting those personal wins all the time, and it's you accumulate that year after year or month after month for year after year. You just strengthen yourself in other areas of your I life. Think that's exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, I know working in school sometimes you know staff members might be stressed about stuff, and you're like. You worrying about? We've got this sorted. Like we don't have to do ten by four hundreds here. Like we just, yeah. we just got to get this mass organised. Maybe drink less, yeah. less coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's hard to race a Kenyan the other week. Like, <laughs> you know how scary that is. Like, yeah, like that just, but it does. It makes you see the world. And you know, I've heard that before. Like people say, like, you know, you're calm or you keep your cool well or you mm. kind of, you know, chilled out. And it's like, mm. yeah, because. I'm naked. Yeah, how much I run, I'm fucked. Don't have energy to be don't have energy to be stressed. But I yeah, did 200 k's <laughs> last week. I'm not relaxed. I'm tired. <laughs> Just got no energy. Can't get my heart rate up. <laughs> but it's amazing. I I always think like if everyone went for a half an hour run every morning, yeah. what an amazing world would live in. Oh yeah, I th- yeah. And any any form of just yeah, getting out sorry, of moving. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the other thing I've come to. Uh, to realise at this age, talking about it like I'm some wise old man. Um, no, it's like whatever interests me as far as physical activity, I'm just going to do that. Yeah. So for a long time, I did. I liked. I started it. So okay. So going back, my early twenties, I blew out to like 110 kilos. Like I was pretty fat. Did you? Yeah. I was. I was like, I looked shocking. I and like I wasn't. 
it's fun. Like I wasn't like it didn't put me into a depression, but I just didn't like it. Doesn't you know? I didn't feel good. I didn't look good, and like you know, it wasn't healthy. And like you, no matter how you dressed, you you know you you never felt like you looked your best. If that made sense. Yeah. You know, you put on the best tailored suit. It's like, dude, you're still 110, and like you don't look healthy. Like you know, the full big round fat face and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, the neck hanging down and all that sort of stuff. And then, um, my brother actually. Because he knew that I wanted to like, make a change. And one day he just turned up at my house with like... Because he, he was playing footy at the time and was sponsored by ASICS. Rolled up, gave me a pair of shoes, a protein shaker, a tub of protein powder and a, an eating plan that he'd been given to by like one of the footy club guys. And he was like, here you go. Didn't really say much. Just kind of gave to me. He said, oh, I, I know you said you wanted to get into a bit of running. This might help you. And that was it. Like it wasn't like come on fat boy get out on the track kind of thing. Yeah. and like so then I just like started running I just like I was living in Thornbury I was across the road from a, like a public primary school and there was an oval so I'd like at night time just go out just run try and do like 30 minutes so initially I probably didn't even do that I was maybe just doing 15 minutes whatever just running 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 got to a point I was like running a fair bit and then I was like alright and then joined the gym and started doing I got a real buzz from like I just love doing weights so then I hurt my foot so I don't know what the bone is. So in the side of your, say this is the base of your foot. Let's say this is your toes. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, you can't see this. Great, great, yeah, great, 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 great for a podcast. There's a bone here, basically in the middle. Is that the outside of your foot? Yeah, like, Your little finger's your little toe. Yeah. Let me put my foot up. <laughs> so about here, there's a little yeah, bone, yeah, right. whatever that's called. Some metatarsal, is that what the bones are called? I don't yeah. know. The boys, um, when they talk about injuries yeah, on the right. show, I just go on, I go on Instagram. <laughs> just know Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that was giving me, it was kind of dislocating the, um, the doc said, so change shoes, but like, it was a bit of a recovery to that, but I started doing gym and I was like, that's fine. I'll just, I'm still moving. Got into that, started seeing my body change again. I was like, cool. All right. So got into that more and, um, that was what I enjoyed at that time. Did that for years. And then I was like, this function, it's like, then I sort of started seeing stuff like kettlebells and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, full body movements functional stuff started doing a bit of that and then crossfit got really big and i already wanted to do like functional stuff like full body movements and high intensity stuff and then it just became a bit more accessible and you other people it's easy to find other people to train with um and then yeah got into doing that and then did that for a few years and like immediately i was fit but like my body was getting pretty banged up like i'm reasonably tall so i find the levers Sorry, the levers like you know doing a lot of those movements for me just wasn't agreeing. Like I already had a bit of a dodgy lower back, so doing Olympic lifting and then you know the testosterone kicks in. You try and lift heavier and heavier. I remember doing a 190 kilo deadlift and then put it down. I was like, I'm not going to be deadlifting for a long time, so I just felt my back go tweak. Um, and kind of now I like started lifting like lighter and lighter, and then I was like. It wasn't really giving me what I was after, and I was kind of just going through the motions. Um, and then, um, kind of had the thought to do a bit of running. And like, it's at my brother's house again one night uh, in Melbourne, and I didn't have, I, I read every night, and I didn't have, I'd, I'd finished the book I was reading, and there was no one at his house, so I just went to um, one of their cupboards where there's, I knew there was some books, and found Born to Run, mm-hmm. pulled it out 
got in bed, read a couple of chapters. I'm like, all right. Oh, Knocked shit. it over in like a week and like yeah. from then down the over running barefoot, basically. After <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> but like, uh, but I, I, yeah, same. It's just like now whatever I want to, whatever interests me in doing physically, like if, if, if I want to go and shoot basketball, I'll go do that because I, I just want to keep moving. You know, I think running I can do for a long time and I will. Cause okay, I, yeah. So that yeah. was my next question. Like, are we going to lose you to running in two years' time? Because the next thing <laughs> we never know. Into your brain. We yeah. never know. Well, I'm thinking about doing jujitsu, but um, you like you like I can do both. Like, yeah. I can do both. That's good for the yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have cauliflower ears though. It's going to slow me down. That would complement it well. <laughs> Extra wind drag from the cauliflower ears. <laughs> hey, um, what's success look like for Benny Walker? Oh comes in different forms i think um when i first embarked on uh, trying to make a career out of music it was being able to pay my bills or make a living from doing what i love mm. and i've been doing that for a while um got a house got an apartment in melbourne um got a healthy happy one and a bit year old, healthy, happy wife. Um, I don't know. Not it's, on your, it's on your terms, isn't it? Pretty much. Life on our terms mm. basically is success to us, us to have lots of time with our son, mm. both of us. Mm. That's um, so important. It's like you yeah. see the kids coming through the schools that are yeah. like that. Mm. You get that stuff nailed and you kind of set them up for success a bit. Like, I hope so. And yeah. you know what? We actually want, like, we. I want to be with him all the time. That's yeah. the thing. Like it's wouldn't every I, parent, but they're yeah, just I'm, slaves yeah, I'm to their sure. mortgage. Or like, and yeah. and that goes back to being born into a to a society where you think that that's what you you just got to do. Like mm. I think if and what I, I want to give to my son is okay. Let's get him into schooling, all those sorts of things, and he'll go through school. And but you're gonna find interests and things that you just love, and there's things in your life that just become undeniable. Like you don't and you don't know why, but you might be able to give a few reasons, a few things about it that you enjoy, like running, for instance. You might mm. say that, you know, you like it's meditative or you get the runners high and, you know, or you just, you like to win races, whatever it is, or run faster. But there's, there's something that you can't really kind of nail down. And I find that with music. Yeah. There's always this inexplicable thing. And when you find that, or there might be a couple of those things, say, for instance, it's what I do, what I would tell him is, Become really good at it. You love doing it, do it heaps. Mm. Become really good at it. Because then you can charge people for it. Mm. You do it for free anyway. But, yeah. you know, you've got to make a living. You've got to be, you've got to have the power on at home or whatever. Hopefully one day we can all just be off the grid. Off the whatever. Grid, yeah. But until then, you've got to go buy things from the supermarket and put petrol in your car or whatever it may be. But... Um, at least you can do all those things by doing something that you head over heels for anyway. Mm. And I don't think you could ask for much more. And my, I, I was lucky. My parents didn't give me too much, well, any grief really, mm. going into what I got into. You know, I worked in some jobs I really didn't enjoy before doing it. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm there now. I just wish I'd jumped into it earlier or known that it was it was doable. Just go, just... You're, you don't have an illusion that there's this promised land when you're 16, you can retire and you can start kicking into your super <laughs> and you've made it. Like, your life is, yeah. I've made, like, 
not I've made it, but I'm with yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Do you know have, what I mean? I like no, 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 I don't. I, I'll be not necessarily dipping dipping into super, but my lifestyle will probably be. It'll just be a continuation of what it is now. I'll just be older. Yeah, like you know, I'll be doing. I'll be still wanting to make music. It might be in what capacity or whatever it is. Who knows? I want to travel. I'll still want to be active i want to be you know close with my you know with my family by then you know probably grandkids whatever um but yeah and i don't yeah like i don't i'm not waiting for the then that's the thing i'm not waiting for the 65 70 70 whatever it is to roll around all right now i can yeah, enjoy society myself. tells us that grind no. away until you're 65 yeah and when then you, you can't can, be bothered yeah, exactly. to do it. when you're like i might just stay home i can't like, run 215 for marathon when i'm 65 <laughs> i could be doing that stuff now yeah yeah and like you know my um yeah yeah i've seen it before uh, you know people that just grind and grind and grind and then they get there and it's like there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you're already like it, it's it's all around you already, you know, these things. Like, how much do you need to, like, how many things do you need to accrue and save and hoard so you can go, all right, now I'm going to enjoy all this stuff. It's like, you're getting, you know, you're probably not interested in that thing you bought at that time. You're not interested in that or you've sold it or, like, it's, you know, there's a better version of it or, yeah. you know, the house that you I'll be busted your... Yeah, 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 it's always that. Jeez, oh, I, I need to make more money. I'll yeah. be happy when I make 3000 bucks yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to make 3500 a week. Yeah, like, it's... Exactly. That's that illusion and it goes back to that consumerism. Like, society wants us to think that so we keep grinding away and, yeah. like... I was talking to Faz about it. Faz quit his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, So Faz quit his job and no, he's working at another. He's you know, starting mm. his own kind of insurance broker thing. Yep. And he messaged me. He's having a couple of beers last night and messaged me at one thirty, going, "What are you doing tomorrow? I can come pay you on the bike today if you want." <laughs> yes. And then we're we're riding around and I'm running. Oh, he was running with me when we warmed down. And yeah. it's like, mate, it's eleven thirty on a Thursday. Like this is the promised land. This like yeah. we're exercising, we're talking trash, we're yeah. having like we have a good friend like yeah. running along kind of thing. And I know that's not sustainable for everyone to just go out there and quit your job and just do something. But you know, having a bit of both worlds at the same time and doing something you like is yeah. I think um, yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. Like live now. Like what's the we're all young and like this is as fit as we're and as we're probably ever going to be. Mm. Like from a in the coming years, we're going to start going the other direction again. Mm. So make the most of what we've got. Like make the most of our bodies. As far as the thing you want to do is go out and run f- fast for a long time. Shit, go and do it. Have fun doing that. You know, I want to. I want to tour and play music and spend my days with my son and or in whatever. If, if other kids come along, whatever. It's like all that stuff is not. That's not. You, it's not money. Like you don't need kid, you know, especially like a kid. He doesn't want. He doesn't. Want, he wants time, not money. You know what I mean. He just wants to hang out. Like I'll be there, like punching out a couple of emails, and I try not to do it when he's around. But obviously, I've got a, a record coming out, and I'm like feeding him with one hand and like typing with my left hand, and I'm like, this is stupid. And then stop doing that. But then I'm like, oh, I'll wait till he's had his lunch, and then I'll. And it's funny because I always feel like I I've been pretty balanced as far as giving him pretty, well almost not balanced let's give him all my time if he's awake it's like no work's getting done <laughs> it's it's time with Archie or whatever but so put him down I'll oh, just quickly knock out this email and before you know it you've gone 
back and forth a couple of times on an email. You're oh. doing something else. You're reading conspiracies on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now look over, he's there. He's awesome because he'll just sit, he's got his little play coin where he, he loves books. Like he'll just open them and sit there. Yeah. But then he'll start making it. He'll like come towards me going, duh, duh. And then it's like, he just wants to hang out. He, oh. he's like, I'm just like, bang, computer closed. Like, whatever. I'm like, it's he goes to bed at seven skip, o'clock. Yeah. He goes to bed at seven o'clock. It's an email. If someone really needed me, they'd call me. Yeah. You know? I'm going through this at the same time. Like, I'm finding it really... I'm aware of it and I'm aware that I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get better at, you know, phones in the aeroplane mode. Like, yeah. you know, Carly's the most important person. It's Sunday, yeah. 2 o'clock. Like, if someone needs me, I'll come knock on the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. But I've been so crap at it. And... Like a little stuff, like someone will write a comment on one of the tell me your tale posts or something, and I'm instantly gonna unlock that, gotta see what you know. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, I've I know it's something I've got to address, and I know it's a problem that a lot of people have at the same time. Yeah. But it's so um, it's so hard to shake. Like as you said before, you're like you can fall into that trap and mm. just do one email or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's that dopamine kind of your yeah. phone buzzes and it's, I've got to get to this like yeah. yeah. I think the reason for me that I, I might sometimes if like why I found myself doing more than I said I was going to as far as like an email because I what I do is something I really love so it's actually it feels good to be having the ball rolling along and I'm like mm. I know what's even more fun or what's even more important to me and he's over there with his book or his little car or his little dog toy or whatever it is and like shit close the computer I just, no. and it, like for me it's actually put things in more into perspective mm-hmm. having him around because that you always hear people saying oh they grow up so fast and everything like that admittedly it's only 14 months in but at the same time I'm like no I actually feel like I've taken a lot in and like I Fiona and I lay in bed and talk about, oh, I remember when this happened and that. And, like, we've got clear memories of it and lots of them. And, yeah. You know, we'll be sitting on the couch and if there's, if we aren't watching, um, you know, like something on Netflix or whatever, it's like we'll be flicking through old photos of us and Archie's. Like, yeah, we cool, did, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. Like, it's just been... Of all the things in my life, all the events or life events in, in, that have come along for me, that's been the biggest game changer. And you hear it and you, you know it. You kind of, well, you do already know, but it's nothing. You just, you, you've never felt anything like it, mate. Do you worry <laughs> about the world that you're going to grow up in? Um, yeah, only if it stays the way it is or declines. I think... I have an optimistic outlook on that. I think um, things can get better. I think we need to do something environmentally, though, fairly quick, smart. I think that we're in some serious trouble there. And that's that's more of a concern probably than people's actions um, as far as towards each other. People are a bit ignorant when it comes to the environmental stuff, I think. And that's just because, once again, you go through media and all that stuff and then there's climate change denialists and everything like that. But as far as... Um, the way people treat each other, I think that's going to improve more and more. At the moment, there's huge divides, um, but I think we have to kind of... To, it sucks, but I think we kind of need that to magnify and see that yeah. there's a huge problem before we, we actually get anywhere. Mm. Um, you know, we're in it, I think we're going to look back on 
this time in our lives and realize it was a huge point in history. There's a lot happening right now worldwide. Um, you know, it's it's crazy. It's like no other time. Mm. We someone could press a button at any moment mm. and do some serious, serious damage. damage. Yeah. Whereas wars in the past well fought on the ground now, you know. It's a bloke sitting at a desk basically. It's mm. it's very different and <clears throat> so we don't necessarily have to think about going to war to an extent. That if that's gonna happen we're all kind of fucked, but <laughs> um, um it's more I think <clears throat> people's perspective <clears throat> pardon me, perspectives and um respect for each other I think is just gonna that's gonna continue to change. People are gonna see start to I think people's minds are opening up. And a lot of those people who aren't open minded I think are either the real staunch ones, probably the older guys, older men and women, older generations maybe, mm. and that's gonna die out. Yeah. I the, mean. Yeah, the generational thing, like even just working, like teaching mm. eleven and twelve year olds. Mm. Like my kids at the moment are reading um Morris Gleitzman's book, it's called Boy Overboard. Okay. And it's about two got two kids who love playing soccer and they're on a boat coming from Afghanistan to Australia because they can't go to school over there. It kind of paints it really basic. Yeah. And want to come to Australia and they want to play for Dubbo United in the soccer. And like, yeah. it kind of paints this perfect picture. And they get to Australia and they love Australia. Like, everything they've heard about Australia is good. And the Australian government's going to look after us, da da da. Mm. And they end up in a detention centre. Yeah. And I've got 11 year olds in my class going, what, what, What's this all about? Like, because yeah. it's painted the picture the whole yeah. way through that Australia's safe. And they know Australia's safe because they live in mm. Tongala and yeah. life's good. And we've got, we're safe and we've got food and we've got electricity and mm. stuff. And, 11-year-olds going, this doesn't make sense. These were just normal people who were getting it. How dangerous was that when they got on the boat yeah. and they got separated from their parents and they didn't have any water and they, these are the guys who are going to be our leaders in 20 and 30 yeah. years' time. Like, um, And it's every one of them. It's not like one kid saying that and the rest of them are going, well, we should lock them up anyway. Like it's yeah. every – whereas I didn't even know that stuff when I was 11. Like, nah. I didn't well, even know it when I was 21. Like it's stuff yeah. that I'm educating myself on now. Yeah. But, yeah. It's you know, and I, do you do you think maybe we know more about that stuff now because it's been used to scaremonger or mm. it's been used in the political playbook a little bit more, a lot more, because it's probably you know there have been people trying to get out of war-torn countries forever mm. for a long time. You know, as long as wars go back, people try and get yeah. away from it. Um, I just feel like now, like yeah, we're in. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're in a time like no other where, like, technology, like, everything is instantaneous. Yeah. Kids can, are seeing all this stuff. Like, I remember seeing, when I grew up in Miami, <clears throat> a couple of blocks from here, eating dinner and seeing the Gulf War on the news. And it's like, wow, they spelled golf wrong. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, and just, and, like, sort of, not re- it just seems so far oh, away because yeah. it'd be like a little glimpse and you'd see some missiles take off and stuff like that. And my dad's always been interested in war history and stuff like that, but more like give world wars and Vietnam war and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, because you get a glimpse of it briefly on the news at dinner time, but now you just get just slammed with it yeah. like yeah. 24 hours a day if you want. If you're looking at a screen, you're gonna see it all, and it's and it's not like. It's not balanced, the view, because you're either going to get... You, or it's, it feels like everything's just extreme. Like, it's, mm. it's nothing... It's, 
really that factual or the facts that have picked out have picked out to suit one side or another. You know what I mean? Like it's it's made to uh, yeah. To I push find someone this a diet as well. Like I know mm. I've been a sucker for it in the past. I watch docos and I'm like, oh, this doco is it. And then you're like. Well, hang on, all yeah, those yeah. studies like, weren't accurate. And you're yeah. like, oh, like, what do I believe anymore? Like, and, it's, you know. and then, yeah, but then I think now, though, we can do our own digging and you can find... Oh, I listened to Tom Ballard's podcast the other day with Julian Burnside, so he's yeah. like a lawyer who's you know, at refugees advocate mm. and gives up, you know, really high, high-end high lawyer, but gives up his time and you know has refugees live with him for terms and yeah. really walks the walk as well, whereas 20 years ago, they weren't putting him on... You know, Channel Ten News at seven o'clock no. at night. So, and you wouldn't be educated on that, or you, you know, you might have to go listen to a Q and A session at Melbourne yeah. Uni on a yeah. seven o'clock on a Thursday night. Whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, it's on my phone. Bang, I yeah. listen to that for my hour run on a Friday. So, I think I'm hoping that that stuff's just going to be way more exposed for the for the next kids. Yeah, it, yeah, it's funny, and the people are not willing to dig. Mm. what have we done for the last hour (laughs) yeah exactly like it's um yeah because that those little snapshots or sound bites or clickbaits like they're just they're just geared towards you thinking something really extreme yeah and often you look at it and you're like well that was a pretty not a great representation of what actually happened and it's so frustrating because, and we all know it's happening now. I think people are switching on to that. Yeah, which is yeah, hundred percent. And I think, um, yeah, we're, we're, with this in this day and age, like it's kind of like I was like, yeah, that's that's bullshit. We know that, or someone will really quickly call it out as bullshit. Mm. Well, then you read the comments. Yeah, and oh, the worst thing you can do is oh. click the comment section. Dude. You click that. <laughs> And then you click on their profiles, and then you're like, oh, yeah. well, where am and I? Like, like, yeah. yeah, and then in the profile picture, they've got a white hood on, and you're like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Big flag. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy world. And like, no, but I, I think we're talking a bit. I do hold out hope, though, that, the, <laughs> that my son's going to be living in a, yeah, a way. you think, man, like, I think to when, like, my grandfather, my, my Aboriginal side of my family growing up, he was him and my grandmother were the first interracial couple to marry in this town. Yeah, and they didn't have it very easy at that point in time. Wow. Yeah. Um. So to think, things like that now are just that's not even that people yeah. don't take a second glance at that. Well, most ninety nine point nine percent people don't take a second glance yeah. at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like if you look at there's obviously we have our problems now, no doubt, but I think um. Yeah, history will show that, you know, things are on the up, hopefully. And I, th- and I think it's easy to get um, disheartened when you look at online but because there's so much noise. Mm. Or people think that people are being outraged by all these things. Like, no, no, no. People now have a platform mm. where they can go, hold on a minute. So, but then obviously then you've got the opposing view, which also has can make as much or more noise depending on how they want to go about it but yeah i think we just we just sort things out differently now yeah it's um what do you think a chukamoam is going to look like in when archie's year 12 17 years yeah 2000 i'm trying to think how much it's changed 2034 yeah yeah well, i'm trying to think how much it's changed in uh, my time here um There'll be another bridge. 
Hopefully. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't think this place is going to change that much. There's probably going to be... We're going to get more probably of those um, big franchises come in, a couple more, maybe. Mm. We don't have room for that many more at the moment. And even in 18 years, like, your Miami... Was, it has grown really, really mm. fast. Chug has grown quite quickly as well. Yeah, it's going to be... Miami's going to be far further straight. You know where we go running? Like, There's going to be houses everywhere probably in those mm. places in 18, year, in 18 years' time. Um, and I talked to Sandy, like where you live. He's like, mm. we used to just, just cut my yeah, house around. Well, that used to be... The, well, yeah, and back behind that was the Miami tip. Oh, like, yeah. I remember riding my pushy down there as well, like as a kid and not... Um, yeah, so we're on the up. opposite side of the backtrack, that was a tip. Yeah, so you keep going in right. there, there's like the, you can hear dogs bark and where there's like a pound. If you so you, so if you cut through that path at my joint and chuck a left, yeah, and run along to the right, it's like a little shit, looks like a pump shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've jumped that fence and went running there. Yeah, yeah. There. So there's some good trails out the back there. So then there's that big water reserve, yeah, and then there's a huge mound. If you yeah, look yeah, down. I that's, 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 yeah. that's all the oh, rubbish being buried under there. Yeah, you're just running on our old yeah, right. garbage, mate. That's so. Oh, that's the old, and stuff that's the old moment tip. So, really? Yeah, I reckon. So you know where? I just think this moment is going to spread more. Um, I don't. I don't think a Ch- uh, Miami is ever going to do what a Chuka does. I think Miami is always going to be like have the little main street, and a Chuka is going to be like the hub as far mm. as the CBD. Um, which is fine with me. Unfortunately, like for people that have tried to open businesses in Miami. Um, it can be tough. Mm. Like you look at the ones that are there, they've been there forever and so many other little ones have like come and gone in between. Mm. Like the pub, the border end's always been there. Butcher shop's been there since I was a kid. Uh, Double Dragon has been there since I was a kid. Jenny Kwok, Moment Takeaway's been there since I was a kid. Um, The news agency moved to the Safeway Centre. That's where the new coffee shop is. Um, yeah, the community living yeah, respite. Yeah, community, yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, man. Like so they're kind of like the ones that've been there forever. The Thai restaurants lasted, thankfully, because I'm. A, you like the Thai? But like, you know, I'm a pretty good cook, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I cook pretty good Thai food. Um, so I stopped going there, unfortunately. But it's there. It's nice to have that option. In a China. cafe opened there yeah. years ago. Earth, remember that cafe? You Across play, the road, yeah. You played a gig there, and I um I used to listen to your music. This is years ago, and mm. I you said you were playing a gig at this cafe Earth or whatever. And yeah. I remember tweeting you. This would have been like seven years ago. And I'm like, is that the new cafe that's opened in Miami? And you're like, you just wrote back going, yeah, mate. And I'm like, yes, I got a tweet back from <laughs> Benny Walker. This was, and it was a cool little cafe when it opened. Yeah. Up, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, why can't anything survive down there? Yeah. It, and then like another cafe's come and gone. In the same, mm, yeah. same same shop shop yeah um, yeah so it's a funny one yeah I think that's how the town's gonna look man um, my grandma's gonna get bigger I think that's big as it is yeah yeah I think that's gonna continue to grow I went I actually did a, <clears throat> a thing in there for the students um, reconciliation week on yeah. the lead up to reconciliation week and it took me on a tour through the school it's bloody impressive yeah we and had a few kids go there from um our school they leave grades like after they finish grade six it made some good changes as far as personnel as well so I got 
for a long time and don't people can't underestimate things like this it doesn't go unnoticed when there's three flags hanging out the front of the school and one of them's not the Aboriginal flag. But there's an Italian one. Yeah. I have Which I have no that. issue with. Put but a fourth it, flagpole up. Though. But it's up now. Yeah, you know, I know. That, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So okay. there's been some changes in personnel. I just noticed that this week. Because I was going to tweet him. I'm like, what yeah. the heck's going on here? But yeah. Yeah, because I got approached to do it, the, this thing. And I'm like, I said to Fee. Because I'd made mention of it to Fee. Yeah. And I was approached by one of my old school teachers, actually, who's now working there. And I'm like, well, she's cool, and I don't know, like, I don't know what she's about, and I'm like, that's interesting. And drove past the school on the way back from the supermarket. I'm like, hey, there's a change, there's a flag up. Yeah. And like, it wasn't like I was waiting to see that to messenger, but I'd, it kind of jogged my memory to go, I should have got to get back to her about this thing. And I go, well, give me a call when you get a chance. I'm like, call me, and she's like hey, I've been pushing for this for so long and blah, blah, blah. I've had so much to fight against and which is really... Isn't that just a no-brainer? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, they had, and like they were saying, like, they, you know, whatever, this is the truth. They had principals coming from um, private schools in the city yeah. that were just like, no, 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 we don't, we don't need to worry about that and just kind of brushing it off. And she was like, mm, you do. No your context. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where, and like they where? went through more than one principal with that yeah. stance. And then she, they've had another change and the principal was totally, in, obviously in agreement with what Kath was saying. And, you know, here we are. Made a change because, you know, at some stage I'm going to look at sending my son to school. Yeah. And I was like, well, that... That uh, quickly cancels uh, the grammar out of the equation, but now they're back on the table. Yeah, I guess. yeah. that's yeah. I remember because they had that up for a long time. Because we're always running past there, like mm. on the way to Jack Eddie and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I felt that was really strange. Yeah, mate, we've probably taken up enough of your time. How long have we been going for? We started at five fourteen and it's six fifty six. This is Joe Rogan style. That's all right. We cracked to the house. We're what else you got? You anything you want to ask before we finish up, mate? Yeah, I've got a few more. I'm just Go gonna on. find that. Is that yeah? These are just like yes or no. I'll, get, oh, I'll give you. Sh- I'll give you short answers because I can ramble. This is back to the running stuff. Do you ever run with music? No. Why not? Because there's always a song in my head. Oh. <laughs> I just, really just, like seriously. Did you just play the same song over and over? Um, were you like your? Well, own, I have this thing. Own iPod. Well, yeah. No, I have this. Click a finger. Shuffle. <laughs> I have this thing where I'll get a line in my head, and I'll repeat that as I step. Which is, I don't know if it's like a rhythmic thing, but because I'm going like, and but I'll breathe in a pat, in a pattern over my footsteps. So I'll go step, step, and then I'll be going something, something, something. So I thought, like, I'll be speaking in my head over that. So something will be going. Then I'll go, oh, time to look at my watch. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. It's funny, like, sometimes that doesn't happen, but it happens a lot. And when I'm driving, it happens too. It's weird, like, yeah. I'll be driving along. And um, I'll be listening to like a podcast or the radio or whatever, and I'll get a line in my head, and, I, and it just gets repeated between the little reflectors, mm. like poles, as you're driving along. Which is, I'm, I mean, I'm getting into some weird territory now, but yeah. Anyway, no, I don't run with music. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's good. Um, pressure. Mm. When's one time that you dealt with it poorly, and one time you felt you dealt with pressure really, really well? Oh. I only ask because it's yeah. like it's a running question. Like the pressure is always we put on ourselves. I think yeah. way more than other people. Like I think about Berlin in four weeks' time. If I run crap there, 
Mm. No one's going to, like, Carly's not going to love me any less. My mum's not going to love me any mm. less. Like, I think the moment a bowling club's not going to drop me, I'm hoping. I'll, like, I'll stop. Yeah, you still pace me on my <laughs> But I've got, I, we, yeah. like, I'm mounting yeah. this pressure. I'm yep. talking about it on a podcast every Sunday. Like, yep. it's, we almost do that to give us more external pressure to then yep. be able to perform on the day. But, yeah, how do you deal with it? Um, always goes back to preparation, I think. Um, do you want me to put it in the context of like something like musically related mm. for me? Mm. Um, okay. I guess it can come down to... So I've got this new EP coming out um, and it's due to come out. Like I've got to do an in-store in Melbourne on the 15th of September, so I have to have hard copies of the record. Where in-store? Like... Um, basement discs in okay uh, yeah yeah there you go basement discs September 15th Saturday 1245 <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah and I have to have obviously hard copies it's got them playing in a, a, a CD shop and they do live gigs to yeah I've got to have hard cool, copies cool. so I sent what I thought was everything off to the printers and they wrote back we don't have any graphics for the actual CD I'm like oh that's right so oh, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. have. So the ghost one that comes so, out today. Yes, well, no, well, no, the actual EP. So with the, yeah. the bunch of songs together, Undercover is going to be the name of the EP. I'm like, we just no one picked it up until it got to the printers. So it's like, all right, it's yeah. I don't know. Like I just need to. I always now just think about what I can do, not freak out and be like such and such didn't do this or why did I miss that and carry on it's like it's like oh that's the problem okay what's the solution and I've really worked hard on not just flipping out whereas in the past like great example actually I can I was walking years ago I put out another EP so between this EP and this one I'm talking about um, there's two albums so this is quite a few years ago I put this EP out and I was out on my morning walk and all of a sudden it just dawned on me that the running order on the CD and the running order that was written on the back of the cover different. were different. No. And it had already gone to the printers and it was mastered. It was all they had. They'd started doing, like they'd started running them off and I'm on my run and I just flipped out, flipped like, flipped like tantrum like an adult tantrum uh, on a, out on this walking track at like 7.30 in the morning where there's, like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, it's gone. It's out done. Of control. Yeah. Well, like flipped out and like got myself in such a state that I couldn't, you couldn't, th- I couldn't think straight and it took me like a couple of hours to go, all right, first thing you have to do is ring the printers and see what they can do. And he's, I learned a lot from that because like it's come around again to a point something kind of similar but thankfully I've got a bit more breathing room because I think I needed the CD in like a couple of days time mm. and I was literally only able to run off like a couple hundred for me to take to like the first show of the tour or something. But yeah, yeah, it kind of got to the point I was like, okay, I composed myself and like ran here. Yeah, we've run a bunch off but we can probably, if you get us the thing by the end of the day, we can probably get you this many, you know, 150 by Friday and you can pick them up and, take, and have them for your show kind of thing. So I was like, <clears throat> yeah, play two exams. One where I just kind of flipped out and it got me absolutely nowhere. Actually just probably took more time. And then happened, sort of happened again. Because um, you get, you know, 
I've got a manager and I've got a booking agent and I've got a publicist and a guy doing the graphic design and it's like, all right, we've got this covered and then it's like, what? you can't, and I'm trying to oversee everything even though I have a manager and it's like, it's still, something slips through mm-hmm. and you're like, shit, okay. I gotta, you just, yeah, just, I'm a lot more composed. I've just matured too, I think. Like, what's the point of getting all worked up? It's not going to fix the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know. It's, yeah, you're spot on. And the amount of mental energy that you waste if you do, uh, oh, you know, you flip off at someone. And so yeah. in that relationship, you got to go oh, back and patch that up. And you're just like, this is, yeah. there's four fires going now. And I only had one yeah. to start. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't flip it this time. So I emailed the guy that was doing my art and go, hey, Murray, um, I just realized there was no CD artwork um, and the printer just contacted me. <laughs> Didn't spray him, and I was just like, like I was kind of like dirt kind of thing. <laughs> Emails me back. Hey, um, had a heart attack Tuesday at five thirty a.m. I just got out of hospital. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He'd like had a stint put in everything, and I'm like, holy shit! I'm so glad I didn't like blame him and like get up him. And he came, and I was like, mate, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Um, because literally, I can. I've got all the elements. Got I can on, just got on Canva. Yeah. No, I can literally just like send it to the printers and they've got a designer that'll just yeah. knock it together. Like yeah. they'll go, I just send them the elements and tell them the font basically. It's yeah. as simple as that. Whereas I could have been like, uh, Murray hasn't done this and now he's had a heart attack. And you know, he'll never want to speak to me in because I was a jerk to him. Yeah, you flip like, off at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in hospital for three days and he died. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And like obviously my CD and him having a heart attack, I know what kind of takes precedence in it. My, also in my life I'm like shit I was broke and mate shit you know t- forget about the CD rest up recover I'll take care of it um, you know hope, you, hope you're on the road to you know better health whatever I said to him and yeah but it goes back to that stuff like we're talking about before like someone can cut you off in the car and you're like get a bit of road rage and you're like man this guy could be off to the hospital and yeah. his wife's just had a car accident you know what I mean like it's yeah. just let that go like it's yeah. that, that people that get fired up over that stuff is well, you're never sure you teach them a lesson yeah, like, like get, get up their ass yeah, yeah, yeah like it does put the high beams yeah, on yeah, you yeah. Yeah. it does nothing but just it just shows that they got the better of you if that's what they were trying to do anyway and I think so much goes on privately in people's lives that we can't afford to especially with mental illness and mm-hmm. you know domestic violence and being inside a property and a home and a family is one thing and then what you see on the outside is often so much different 100 yeah. percent. And, and that's another thing as you mature or grow as a person you start to see like someone that acts differently to you or you might look at it on facebook and go, oh that was a weird reaction or god they're you know grumpy or angry or whatever their attitude is and you're like you got no idea what's going on mm. for them you know if, you know they might be having they might be in a like you said an abusive relationship or um they might be suffering from depression or they might have got sacked or they, mm. you know what I mean or what their mornings yeah, looked like, like yeah they, that's it you have know, they had breakfast like just a little thing yeah like they, that, t- like, they turned the news on and then they couldn't get their butter to the yeah. toast and it just went downhill from there uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know yeah, everyone's uh, got their own shit happening what mantra did you tell me last time last question I think it was the um, uh, if we could see something of ourselves in each other yeah, yeah still yeah. the same that or what's your second best one? 
<laughs> I should have when you come on twice, up. you gotta like. Damn, yeah, I, did. I forgot about that you were gonna ask me this. Um, this is always <clears> final <throat> question. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna try. Oh, dude, I don't know. Um, this kind of sounds really pessimistic, but it's actually kind of puts you at ease. In the end, none of it really matters. Uh, I talked to Aish from Sweet Meadow about this last week. Like, yeah. money. Someone invented it. Someone told us it was yeah. worth stuff. None of it, it matters. It, it doesn't matter. Like, this is how it, I yeah. through a lot of anxious moments. It's like, okay, in an hour, is this going to matter? Maybe. Tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe not in a week, in a month, in a year, in ten years, in a hundred years. When I'm doing like, eventually, none of it matters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I was even just talking like we're not even going to matter. That's what I mean. Like <laughs> we're going to be dust again. One who day, can yeah. we remember from five hundred years ago? Mm. That's Joy, it. Very Caesar, yeah, Jesus. Very small amounts of people. Like Justin Bieber, no one's going to remember him in two hundred years. And he's the biggest name you mean, So you're not a believer. No. <laughs> you, you've broken me in the last couple of minutes. You've uncovered it. But it's, yeah, so no one's going to remember him. No one's remembering, no. unless you get Jack Eddie or something named after you. Wow, that's that, true. That's what I'm working I'm on. I'm thinking about like naming my own running workout after myself. <laughs> I did a pretty interesting one today. But, the Betty um, Walker part, like, yeah. when you start up monofartling. <laughs> Funny story, because my coach is oh. based in Ballarat, so he's always done monofart work, and yep. he'd always prescribe it to me. And I did it for about two years, so you know how the first one, we're talking about a running session where you run hard and then you yep. run easy for, for 20 minutes, but I used to do that first, I used to do three minutes on, three minutes off, yep. and that would get me to six minutes yep. rather than a minute and a half on, minute and a half yep. off times two. Mm. And I was doing that for like two years, and he's mm. like, Hey, I was looking at your splits on that monofart yeah. like, like you really go hard in that second minute and a half. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that meant to be three minutes? Is that yeah. no, that's the like, way it's written is two by 90 seconds. And that's what throws it. Yeah. You like you start thinking two and then everything else becomes four. And yeah. then you're like, yeah. Sometimes I reckon you just go like minute and a half, zero to a minute and a half, and then mm. a minute and a half to three. Like mm. I sometimes start thinking just run hard until that time's on the clock. But it's, yeah, yeah it's a strange. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like it. Because I, I read it and then I actually looked it up on a couple of different websites yeah. just to clarify. So I was going to say to you, I just yeah. Google it. It's probably easy to me yeah, writing yeah, yeah. message. Yeah, I just yeah, Googled it and just was like, okay, got my head around it a bit and then um, got the warning from you about that it was going to be hard. And I was like... Because it looks easy on paper. It's like 20 minutes. It does minutes, look like easy on paper. 20 minutes. Minutes, yeah, like, and like <laughs> took off on the first like minute and a half. I was like, this is a solid pace, but it's only 90 seconds, which is... Because you all looked at it. You were running like 3.35 pace. Yeah. <laughs> and... Then, like, you go to 420 from that pace and you feel like you just cruise. Yeah. Like, you feel good, you feel strong. Yeah. Do 290 is like, all right, yeah, that's good. Overall time is yeah. six minutes, only like 14. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. I'm like, I'm already six minutes in. That's a huge chunk of this well, workout. Quarter, yeah. <clears throat> and then um, got to the minute reps and I was like, all right, I turned on the lignum lane, so it's a bit of a dirt road. And, like, had a moment to go, oh, sweet, I'm thinking about the road as well as trying to go fast. I'm not just going, I'm hurting. I'm going, okay, I'm on time and don't break your ankle kind of thing. Yeah. So I was running down there and then obviously I got kind of jazzed up somewhere because I added an extra minute rep yeah. and I was like, geez, man, like this is pretty solid. Because I remember I hit the last, finished the last minute one as I was coming up behind Cobhaven on the yeah. dirt road. And I was looking forward to the 30-second reps. And I was like, they were the killers. Yeah. The 30 seconds, because I'd done, like, so much already. 30, And you only get in the 30 seconds 
float yeah. in between. And like I was had to switch my mind back on because I'd go 350 or under and then it would tick over and I'd go for a rest instead of a float. So I'd look down, oh shit, I'm doing like <laughs> nearly five minute pace. I have to put the hammer down and like get back up, which yeah. was taxing me as well because I was having to push back up. Because then you actually got it officially. Yeah, I had to accelerate down. rather than just slightly decelerate to that pace. So... It was good. It was like a learning thing because I've never really run like that. I've done fart like a couple of times, yeah. but not quite like that. And just like, shocks the system. And yeah, that's what I was, cool. you know, you can go out and do 5K at that steady, but going quicker and slower and quicker and slower. Like yeah. a, it makes going back to that even pace just feel like, yeah, easy. Yeah. Kind of thing. And um, next time I do it, I'll feel a lot, lot stronger, I think. That is a good way to get remembered, though. You get a fart-like session named after you. Yeah, the BW it fart It could be like, like a Benny Walker, like musical hall or something. True, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, kind of dominating that area of town. <laughs> you think we can have one yeah. here? Down at the sound shell or something. Can you start petitioning for that, <laughs> please? Oh, the council's having like an election. I've been paying a bit of attention to it. I'm maybe like, you yeah. should run for me. I think I am. Maybe I should run for Maybe yeah, we should. both. Oh, wait. Man, man. people still think I'll leave. I've still got like my car registered in Victoria. I would be like, it'd be a scandal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd man. be in trouble, yeah. Don't worry. I've got to clean that stuff up before I start running from here. Yeah, true. <laughs> and are you, are you an Australian citizen? Like, yeah, with yeah. no dual citizenships. And... Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, mate. Thanks oh, again for your time. Too easy, mate. Thanks for having me. Where can people, because some people might have never heard oh, the yeah. first one, give us all the um, the socials and release dates and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, Instagram, at Benny underscore Walker. Twitter, at Benny underscore Walker. Follow me on Facebook, my music page. Uh, website is bennywalkermusic.com. Um, there's going to be a bunch of tour dates uh, up there for the tour for this upcoming EP. Doing a lot of Victorian dates, uh, heading to Canberra, heading to Sydney at some stage. And there's going to be more as the year rolls on. But yeah, this first chunk of dates will be up there when this podcast comes out. So get along. It's going to be a... Solo intimate tour. I'm going to be playing a lot of piano, which I haven't really done before, um, as well as the acoustic guitar. But yeah, a lot more based on the piano and just letting my vocals do their thing and um, really try and get the um, the lyrical content across from these songs. And they're all going to be in like 120 or 150 size rooms, so they're going to be really nice cabaret style seating. Should be a nice night. Tell us, we've got to finish with Ghost, so the minute we fish, finish on this, people are going to listen to it in full or have the opportunity to listen to it in yeah, full. Hopefully they listen to it in full. Um, yeah, and what should the listeners listen out for? Yeah, so this song um, came about, I went to the studio with a producer and we just decided that we wanted to write a song, basically. I didn't bring something in pre-written. We sat together and he came up with the, these first two chords that once the first verse kicks in... Um, and uh, I kind of took it home and came with the melody, which generally happens to me. I'll have the chords and then the melody comes along and then I come up with the lyrical content. And we had the line, can't you see the ghost in the mirror? And we knew we wanted to write about, or I knew I wanted to lyrically focus on uh, greed and the kind of the state of the lead, quote unquote leadership um, <laughs> in the world. And... Um, it just tied in with quite well with the uh, the Buddhist uh, realm of the uh, the hungry ghost, which is some uh, coming back um, or being coming back as a ghost with a, 
a small mouth and a large stomach that can so it can never be filled because mm-hmm. they're trying to you know it, it, they can never fill themselves up inside because they're looking to external things um as far as musically goes um on this new stuff i'm trying to really push my vocals up the register which you'll hear plenty of um and in the outro when we were tracking just the lead guitar part on the way out I tried a couple of things and Jan was like I think it's too bluesy and I'm like give me another run at it and he ran and I completely just ripped off like Albert King licks who's like this old blues guy from way back like just completely like did exactly what he told me not to do (laughs) and it was just like he looked around and he goes that was sweet. I'm like, yeah, I just played Albert King licks, like all these blues licks over what you just told me not to play blues <laughs> over. And I think it works really well. Actually, it's my favorite, one of the favorite guitar parts I've put on this new um, this new EP. It's not shredding or anything like that. They're just kind of like cool, like timeless licks, I think. You'll hear them pretty like verbed out and ghosty at the end. Mm. Mm. Catchy as to, like, when I was running to that, <laughs> Faz was on the bike and running behind him. Yeah. I had it like just flowing through yeah, my see, head. See, and you've got the internal <laughs> iPod too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about like your brain's trying to like just give me a distraction. Like we were kind yeah, of in the yeah, hurt cool. locker a bit, and I was yeah, I yeah. Oh, and, I'm um, glad, man. Yeah, no, Hopefully, it's good. You know, hang out, listen. Only like another three and a half minutes out of your life. Yeah, if you've given up two hours, <laughs> yeah. If you've gotten another... through this, you can get through the next three and a half minutes. Alrighty, Benny. Thank you. Pleasure, mate.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.